Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to The Robin Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. And Slim. I'm going to rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> Internet Radio's Finest. Germany's a place where gayness lives. Everyone in England's into kids. Everyone you meet in Europe is stupid. It's good shit. Nobody respects the Frenchies. No one even knows what the Welsh is. No one ever goes to Wales cause it's a we just finish, finish all the fucking finish shows. Take all of the fish with us. I don't like them very much. At least they're not the Swiss, Swiss. Also fucking rich, rich. Go to war, you bitch, bitch. Don't know much, but I know this. The Netherlands gay. Not as much as Sweden is and no waves, not as gay as the days. Luxembourg sounds like it is someone's name. It's very gay. The men in Iceland are getting boned every day. Cause they love letting men come in their face. They do every day. Nothing is good about Belarus. Everyone in Georgia is in to do. What's the best place to receive nudes? It's the EU. Croatians are fucking dumb. The Asians took over Belgium. No one knows about Kosovo. Why they mad? I don't know. Cyprus is shit. And so is my Nico. I don't mind the Negro. Change their name is so racist. And the Polish are gifts, gifts. Irish are all chips, chips. Austrians throw shrimps, shrimps. On the Barbie, I just know the Netherlands game. is an integral Everyone in Hungary is hungry for a set of balls Kazakhstan is full of gay Kazakhs Liechtenstein sounds like a Jewish guy that really loves cocks And up in Turkey They're fucking Armenia with the help of Greece Greece is gayer than the average Estony And Italy is like Bulgaria but gayer than the Samurai Azerbaijan finds gay things really fun Moldova always bends over for the Maltese But none of these are as gay as Vatican City Gay! Czech Republic is gayer than Lithuania Which is gayer than Spain The moniker for Monaco is more gay Romania's gay romance 
it's full of apes. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey, guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. This is Carrie Frylock Means, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show, fools. Yeah, this is Kelsey Saffrey, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Jamie Kennedy, a.k.a. B-Red, originally from Delco. You're listening to... The Jersey's own Rob and Slim. That's right. They on them bus pills to cure all your ills, drinking smoothies, and then got to take a poopy. That was not good. I'm sorry. This is Sam from the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, and you were listening to the only guys who do a show like Stern, Imus, and Opening Anthony used to do, The Rob and Slim Show. Uncensored, unapologetic, in a world full of bitches. Uh, semen is is another kind of milk. But don't argue with me. Don't, don't, don't you argue with me. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. It's showtime. And I don't mean a bad impression of HBO. I mean time for a show. It's showtime. Oh, yeah, play that twice. I don't know, a brand new computer. I shouldn't be having fucking issues. I don't know what the fuck. What'd you do? What'd you break? I didn't break anything. Fucking shit. Everything's super loud. I don't know. I was, gonna, I was all happy to be back. Now I'm not. Everything fucking sucks. Everything fucking sucks. Fucking, how was your COVID summer, Slim? It was alright. It was alright. It wasn't too bad. Ugh, that sucks. That's all you gotta <laughs> say? Was you do nothing? No, I actually did a lot, believe it or not. So, I didn't know if you wanted to go first or if you wanted me to, to go through um, on my summer vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through your, your <laughs> <Okay>. fascinating uh, <laughs> It is very break. fascinating. So, I decided um right after the... Uh, the next week, after our first week off, I decided, you know what? I still kind of want to be creative. Like, let me do something. Maybe I'll start a side project, right? Oh, so yeah. I, I decided I was going to do a sl- solo video game podcast, right? And so my <laughs> my plan for this was is because I got all big into, like, retro games. So I was going to record myself playing, like, an old-school retro game. I was playing, like, Bonk's Adventure or something, and I was going to make it just an audio podcast, so the entire time that I was playing the game, I was going to explain everything that was going on. I was going to be like, yeah, there's, like, a cactus over there and a blue sky, and so I did this, like, for an hour... And did you got, really? I did. I have it recorded. Um, oh, I didn't do anything with it. But, so I did this for like an hour and got like maybe 30 minutes into doing this. And my voice was just fucking strained. And I got to a point where I'm like, this is stupid. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> and it's also really fucking hard. Go outside, to... nerd. It's really... Yeah, go. <laughs> I didn't go do that. Outside, <laughs> I didn't go outside at all. <laughs> but it's also really hard trying to play a fucking video game and explain everything that's going yeah. on in the game. So a lot of it was just like, all right, and then there's this thing and there's something fucking killed me because I wasn't play- paying attention uh, to the thing in front of me. So that was that. Fucking horrible. Um... And then, There's like, I did, so, so I did that. That should have been the end. Like, you should have just killed yourself. You just yeah, because I, I tried it, and then I was like, nah, this is no good. So then I just, um, I quit that, and then, like, two weeks later, 
I decided I was going to get into pixel art. What is that? Pixel art is... Ryder said, what the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So you draw shitty fucking Nintendo characters? Yeah, and I did that for like... And I did that for like two weeks because I just thought it would be cool. Actually, it's because when I was a little kid, I was really into... uh, Coloring books are cool. They're not. Like my little squares. But yeah, I was watching like YouTube tutorials on that and stuff and I did that. No, I made like... uh, I made a scene from like uh, one of the old Pokemon games, and oh, I inserted the, the Digimon in it. Uh, I watched I, a lot I of movies. Not. The boys drove me nuts. They, they, yeah. were, they were a lot of fun. It was COVID summer. Uh, yeah, I just we just bought a lot of DVDs. Uh, Scoob was amazing. Okay. Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman just fucking stole the whole thing, and then Dick Dastardly and Blue Falcon. It was really good. Avengers Endgame. I finally grabbed and saw that was cool. Hobbs and Shaw. We went on wanted to watch. That was really amazing. Really amazing. Sonic was great. Yeah. Shazam was awesome. Um, and I saw both new Jumanji's. The first one was great. The second one was like, uh, I don't know. Okay, I love the first one. I, did, I never saw the second mm. one. They did like stupid uh, accents. It was like, or voices. It was like, because uh, the one character in the real world was Danny DeVito. And then the uh, the Rock was him in the game. And he was trying to do like a bad fucking Danny DeVito impression. It was oh, pretty no. rough. Pretty rough <laughs> at some points. But uh, it was okay. But yeah, the first one was really good. And uh, I got some gifts. I got some gifts. Sam from uh, Team Left Jab Ooh. sent us a. Uh, oh yeah, I got scissors. I got. I haven't even opened it yet. He got us a talking Frankie McDonald action figure. All right. Fuck yeah. That's Fuck amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. The back says earthquake warning. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, it's not even taped. Okay. I thought I needed like scissors to cut it open or something. Good. 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 It's the uh, talking Frankie, and it's got the shirt. Frankie says, be prepared. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, is this not the talking one? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's the action figure. It's great. It's so fucking It's great. Yeah, Yeah. I don't give a shit. It's my favorite thing in the fucking world. (laughs) He's got hands. It's all articulated. Is this the one by the guy who, like, was a sex toy designer? Isn't I don't that, know. He did the bobbleheads, right? Or, oh, the bobbleheads. That's right. Yeah. That might be someone It's a really great figure, though. It's It's got amazing joints and all. And then T.C. Rustani. Uh, T.C. Rustani, uh, I guess has a new, um, executive producer, Abigail Harwich, and he uh-huh. sent us, uh, autographed picture, I figure we'll put it in the back. Oh, that's uh, awesome. to Robin Slim from Abigail Harwich, so, cool, cool, very good stuff, and I did interviews, I was on, uh, Billy D's show, and, uh, Sam from Team Left Jab, I did his show, uh, Midnight, so that was cool. It's cool, and we got our new intro from Jack Thomas, from Just Conversation Podcast. You, you you had more than those fucking horrible I, stories? Yeah, I had a whole bunch. I oh, just yeah, like no, for an I, hour before the show, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. Why? I only, why? So I only went out twice. Um, I went to two breweries, and that was the only time I did any of that like outdoor dining stuff, which was fine. It, it wasn't too bad. They just like, you got to wait inside in a line inside, wear a mask, and then you go outside, and they have the tables are like six feet apart, uh, and they all did you wear had... a big like uh, like hat. Like, no, the I didn't have no, no. That, no. Or like, uh, did you sit in like a big like high chair? No, or something but... <laughs> stupid like that. No, it wasn't anything crazy. All they did is they had like uh, like red tape around the tables. So you had a table that was inside like a giant square, and you just had to like stay in your alone, square. like nobody else could sit with you. Well, it I, was like you had your buddies with you, so your oh. friends or family or whatever. And then as you were like outside on there, you could take your mask off. But if you were gonna go back inside to go to the bathroom, like I saw Ooh. one girl 
get screamed at because she tried to go to the bathroom without her mask on. But and that was it. Uh, actually, no, I did have more. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> no. I got uh, a hobo Jesus gone wild story. I also Ooh, got that, I uh, the hobo Jesus. that douchebag on YouTube. If there's time, Ooh. Uh, the, that guy. But uh, yeah, hobo Jesus just went the fuck. He just went freak the fuck out. He was just fucking crazy. Um, what the fuck happened? Um. It was like one night I was going outside for a cigarette at like two in the morning and I just see like a bicycle go by and then like somebody booking just as fast as they could, like running down the street. And then like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then a uh, second later it was Hobo Jesus. I guess he was chasing somebody on foot on a bicycle and he's just out of the shadows like, yo, I got a cigarette. <laughs> and, and like he hadn't asked me for a while and I was just like, yes, of course I do. Of course I do. Like just like a dick like that. And I, I give him one, you call light? Fuck. And then, uh. Then I, you want to smoke this? He had a blonde. I'm like, no, no, I, I don't. I don't. Just leave me the fuck alone. That's why I said it. Leave me the fuck alone. And then like a day or two later, my mom, uh, to get out of the house, is like bringing my kids just out shopping uh, to see me at work and all. And uh, they said he was like staring them down as they were leaving, like just staring my mom and my sons down in, in my mom's car. Like, what, what the fuck? And then uh, I get home from work and my neighbor Pete is coming over and he's like telling uh, me that this motherfucker was in my backyard for like 40 minutes what? and in his backyard. But he's like, don't worry. Like I know the guy's uncle and he lives with his uncle down the street and I'll, I'll talk to his uncle and, and whatever. And uh, so then at this point I'm like, what the fuck with this guy? What is he doing? Like sizing up my house. Like I don't give a fuck. Like my kid, my kids are there. My, my, my family, like I'll do whatever the fuck I have to do. So um, Peach comes up to me the next day and he's like, he's like, yeah, I went and talked to his uncle and his uncle's like, I, I kicked him out days ago. He attacked me with a hammer. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my fucking God. God. So, uh, yeah, Holy Jesus is, uh, I guess he died. And he's going to be resurrected again for the holidays. I guess he's in jail because I didn't see him yeah. at all after that. But just as a, a precaution, I got some toys, but I haven't been able to use them yet. I was You have to, like, let me do it to you because uh, we don't have Slambo anymore. And we got to start the season hard. Right. We got to start the season good with a good fucking bit. I got two fucking stun guns. Oh, no. I'm this, not letting you stun guns. Oh, just for a second. It says it's not, it's nothing, none of it is, um, is permanent. None of the damage. Um, <laughs> it says one second will make somebody just fuck off. Two seconds will make somebody, like, uh, really disoriented. And I need you to do, like, lines for too many rapes, so I can't disorient you that badly. And three seconds will just sh make you, like, shit your pants unconscious. And I, yeah, I got the regular, the regular big boy, you know, which is okay. You hear that? I'm just going to come up behind you and do it then, dude. At one point during the show, I'm going to be like, oh my God, I forgot something on that side of the room. And then, holy fuck. That's a bad boy, bro. Come on. You're going to be a pussy and not. Yeah, I'm not going to. Well, then I got the little one. The little one's like Nux. The little one's like Nux. Like little fucking, like, carbine, like, knuckles. And this one's cool because you just pump, press on your palm and you can just jet, hit somebody with a real... Holy fuck! Oh my god. I think this one is stronger even though it's little. This is like 60,000 volts or something and this is 20,000 volts. So this this is like the little guy. Or you want like a double. I don't want a double tap. One. I'm not I was like... I'll, I'll oh, come on. Yeah, no, I'm gonna pass. This is why we need Slambo back. Oh my god. Come on, bro. It is a lot scarier, like in the house. Like I've done them outside. I'm like, this is cool. Can't wait to do this. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna turn that one. Are you down. sure? Like, we'll listen to him again just to make sure. There's this one. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Oh, see, it's weak now. It's weak. That's Let me. Terrifying. Just one, one little weak. No. And then there's this one. 
That one's like nice. That's like a nice fist one. Like, come on. Come on. Right yeah. in the neck. Right in the neck. No, please don't. Oh, come on. Do Wait, you want to like look at it closer? No, like, I don't <laughs> want to. Holy shit. Come dude. on. Keep that fucking things away from me. Oh, just give it a kiss. <laughs> just no. give it a quick kiss. Come on. Oh, my God. That's so, fucking terrifying. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> come on. For the show. For no. the show. Come on. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Then you got to get on Slambo. We need him back. <laughs> We need him back. Stun gun Slambo. Those are terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, twenty dollars a piece on Walmart.com. So if anybody needs, just go there. Just go there, bro. You'll get it. You'll get it. And then uh, you'll get it. And so, what do you when you're smoking a cigarette? You keep it like holstered on in case. I just keep this one in my back pocket. About to grab it real quick. And like, uh, I won't. I won't leave it on. Like I. I never leave it on. Cause like one, it's a flashlight. It's a badass flashlight, and then one more click up, it's armed, you see the red light, and then... Oh, fuck you up, motherfucker. So, yeah. <laughs> those are legal in fucking Fuck, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're legal to uh, own, but I ordered them and got them shipped here, so... Oh, I, yeah, I, cool. I think they, like, advise against it. They advise against it, but... What are you going to do? What are you going to well, do? Yeah, exactly. What do you got, like, a uh, seven-foot motherfucker, like, up and down your block Wheel, at, like, wielding three a hammer in the morning? Yeah, attacking his fucking uncle with a hammer. Like, that's a loved one. And you don't go like, after a loved one like that. backyard, like, psychopath. And, yeah, in my backyard for, like, 45 minutes on a weekend day, like, no. broad daylight. Like, what a fucking... No good. What a fucking problem. What a problem. And then, uh, yeah, what was it? Uh, Ian, Ian, how do you say the name? Is it gay anal? Is it gaynal? It's ganal. Something I don't know. Like it's a guy that. we had on yeah. like eight years ago. I couldn't remember for the oh life of me that I had to look it up. Right. Out of the blue, and I didn't, I don't even see it in the regular YouTube uh, notifications. Um, I saw it on the analytics app. The, uh, the I don't know, what is it? Like, uh, what is this called? YouTube Studio. I have that app on my phone. Um, and then in there, it, it will show you like, you know, comments and all that. And it, sh- it shows me more on there than it does. Like a lot of shit I don't even see on regular YouTube. I don't know why. But, um, out of the blue, what was it? Was this the first one or was this the second one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like four years ago we had him on. And he was a 43-year-old man and a comedian. And all he could do was just complain about how hot it was. Yeah. That's all he did. Had nothing good to say. Interesting. Funny at all. He just sucked. He just sucked. And I think his interview in the years it was up got like, what, 40 40 views? I thought it was less less, than Maybe like 14. (laughs) It was was just like nothing. Nothing. And uh, yeah, out of the blue, hey, I know the weatherman from him, from Ian Ganahl. And this is edited. So I love the fact that there is a, um, like still a a typo or whatever in here. Hey, I know the weatherman podcast was ages ago. The problem was I was uninformed that it was being recorded for a future podcast here on YouTube. First of all, no. What do you think? What do you think? You're just going to do an interview with us and it's not going to... Not going to go anywhere? Like, fucker, you fucked up because he said at the time and then in this thing that he was stoned. So, no, you fucked up and fucked up an interview. So, like, just whatever. It's not It's not our fault at all. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, the problem is I was uninformed that it was being recorded for a future podcast here on YouTube. Had a relative stumble across it today. Oh, I yeah. I feel like that's bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, yeah. bullshit. Um, Four years later. <laughs> it was my mistake... In being in a certain frame of mind, quote unquote. Yeah, you were stoned. You were stoned, and I think you tweeted it like right after the fact. Yeah. You were stoned out of your fucking mind, idiot. But uh, never gave you permission to post that. Do we, you, That's when, when, when I you somebody, agree to do an interview, when with I message somebody, it's will you do a twenty-five minute interview on our live show? 
Exactly. I guess I'll start throwing in. It's being recorded. And it's going to be uploaded to blah, 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 or whatever. But uh, I, I, I guess you losers are worthless pieces of shit for acting the way you did. First of all, Christian uh, and, and Slambo were here, and we had them answer as us. And yeah. I went in the bathroom, and I called this Frankie Tubestakes because all this guy was doing was like, oh, it's hot, it's hot, <laughs> it's hot. So I called this Frankie Tubestakes, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, is he funny when it's cold? Is he funny in the winter? And like that was like just one of the funniest parts of it. And like, yeah, us just goofing on him. And at one point we did, we said, you know, do do your act if you that you're this comedian. He was just like, yeah, my girlfriend and, and the pills and uh, pharmacy. And it was just bad. It was bad. It was that. It was literally, literally that like right there is all we got out of the guy. Um, <laughs> there was one point where Slambo just goes, it's hot in my pants. I'm slim. <laughs> Oh yeah, because he was slim and Christian was was Rob. And then at one point, I, I think uh, Christian was just like, "Oh, they, yeah, I'm Rob. I'm, I'm a real uh, good-looking motherfucker." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Christian. I'm really tough. I just fought slim in the backyard." Yeah, we were like yeah. doing that kind of a thing. It was it was just silly because that was yeah that was the first time you you fought on the show. But yeah, um, yeah, we're we're this piece of shit for acting like this. I'm sending you an immediate request slash demand. First of all, there's no such fucking thing. You're either demanding or you're requesting. There's no request slash demand, motherfucker, that it be removed. I did not give you the okay to video record. I, I guess that was it. The video. But you, he wasn't actually on the video. We exactly. Were the it was just us. We don't need your permission to and have your voice. And then post it on your site. Today's date. This is where it gets all fucking fancy and legal. And, uh, today's date is August 15th, 2021. And if... It is not removed by September 1, 2021. I will report you on YouTube for privacy infringement. So you're just going to report the video. Which That's is fine. All you're Wait, saying. Do you all really think we fucking give a shit if Go. your nonsense video from four years ago disappears? No. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 just, I think I messaged you, like, just jumping around, like, just yeah. take it. Oh, I deleted it, and I'm like, I messaged you to get it out of the to audio. To get it show. out of the audio. Yeah, because yeah. first of all, like I said, the matter. 16 views it got for us in three years, it just ain't fucking doing nothing no. for anybody. You're a nobody. No, <laughs> exactly. You're a nobody, and, and your fucking great aunt can go fuck herself. You saw it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let me continue. Uh, report you for the privacy infringement. Uh, this is where I love, this is the typo. I guess he's supposed to say this is not, but it says this is an empty threat. That made me laugh. <laughs> that still makes threat. me laugh. Like a motherfucker. This is an empty threat. This is where it gets even better. I love this. I have two family members. Not one, but... Two family members who are attorneys and will have no problem throwing a lawsuit at you. Will you? Will you, asshole? Because, yeah, pretty sure you were in California. Unless they're New Jersey lawyers, you're going to have to get a New Jersey lawyer. You're not going to be able to fucking do this shit. You're, you're not going to fly here, fucking hire New Jersey lawyers, and take us to court, motherfucker. So go fuck yourself. How mad would the fucking judge be? Oh, my <laughs> God. I would love that. I would I love know, that. Would, and would it be us who had to go, or would it be Christian, Christian and Slambo? Because they were... They, they were Robin Slim for yeah. that interview. Yes, yes. We gave them permission. So, Or we didn't. We, we, we could sue them. I think we could sue them for <laughs> being so. imposters. Um, uh, so, yeah, I have no problem. I will have no problem throwing a lawsuit at you, Ooh. seeing how you enjoyed embarrassing me. I'll throw the embarrassment right back at you. Will you? Will he you would just back? end up embarrassing himself even more. Which will include punitive slash financial charges and damages. For fucking what? For fucking what? Did it ruin your life even though you didn't even know it existed for four years? Did we owe him uh, money? I don't know. You have two weeks to comply. Don't be a smartass about it. Just remove the goddamn video. So I did remove it but I also fucking left like shitloads of comments like you're a fucking worthless piece of shit. I said you could have just 
You could have just been like uh, a regular person just ask I take it down. I said a whole bunch of shit. And I said in 40 fucking, because he said in the video, like, oh, I'm 43 years old. And I said, so in 43 uh, years on this earth as a human, that's all you got to say was the fucking, it, it, it's hot out. It's hot outside. Like I said, you fucking, you suck and you, you will always suck. Uh, I probably said more, but that was just the gist of it. So, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. That's, I don't know. I, I. Would you rather be him or you this summer? Uh, I'd rather I be me. I, I, I think my summer was more exciting than his summer. His summer uh, was... His it summer sounds was like his whole hot. life is just... <laughs> just hot. Just yeah. Real just hot. hot. Just chafy. There's a lot of... There uh, might be some rain every now and then. Frankie McDonald is a better weatherman than him. Right. I said, <laughs> I'm such a badass. She said she's terrified and laughing at the same time at the fucking. <laughs> they were like, wow. Scary. Hold I think I'm going to need these for the yeah. rest of the show. Uh, I think I'm going to have to like let the, the, the guests judge if that's a good thing to do. And I'm hoping they, they're on my side. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Hopefully, I can get uh, break shit to play. I don't know why. I may have to switch. Uh, I don't know players. I don't know, but hopefully, there's not much other shit. This is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob is the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. Yeah. We, we all met when he was Slambo in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. He had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he lured us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. had three, three puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey, guys. It's Ryder doll i know what you're thinking with all the porn out there who's looking for phone sex well i'll tell you who tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or you know and needed something different to get them off so whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend check me out on riderdoll.com that's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L dot com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RiderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not and for a limited 
So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Christina. And we're the hosts of the Just Conversation podcast. A show where we critically think and discuss all sorts of exciting topics. From the big pressing issues like artificial intelligence, space exploration, and government takeovers. To the small ones like pollution in Pokemon, time traveling cat people, and the portal we found in my backyard. And we misinform all the time. Yeah, it's great. We're uncensored, politically incorrect, and childish. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all your podcasting apps. And remember to take nothing personal. It's just conversation. We're back. We are back. All right, that sounds better. Those things. Does it? Goes. I don't think it matters. I think people want to hear you less anyway. Yeah, I know. That's the first. Stories. Now you're screaming. I know. Now I'm screaming. Uh, I got to lower the mic. Uh, I know the first time I ever prepped for the show in seven years and uh, my voice was all fucked up because I was talking into the back of my microphone. Where's the... What are we right. doing? Oh, I don't even know if I have it. What, what are we doing? Uh, uh, WAP? Yeah, but what's the music? Oh, I, I don't think I have... Hold on. Let me make sure I have the music. I don't think I set up a playlist for this one yet. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I'll do it a cappella. WAP, Cardi B. I said certified freak, seven days a week. Wet ass pussy, make that pull out game weak. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. You fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Beat it up, nigga. Catch a charge, extra large. And extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a keg. What? A ke- kegel. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit at my mouth. Look in my eyes. The pussy is wet. Come take a dive. The me up like I'm surprised. Let's role play. I wear a disguise. I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it cream, make it scream. Out in public, make a scene. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this ring. I, I, gobble me, swallow me, drip me inside of me, drip down inside of me, quick jump out for you let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on him, for I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask a car while you ride that dick, while you ride that dick. You really ain't never gotta fuck him for a thing. He already made his mind up, for he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. But I had two wishing just to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Now make it rain if you wanna see some wet ass pussy. Look, I need a hard hitter. I need a deep stroker. I need a Henry drinker. I need a weed smoker. 
I need a garden snake. I need a king cobra with a hook in it. Hope it leaned over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Pussy A1 just like his credit. He got a beard, well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he diabetic. I wanna spit. I wanna gulp. I wanna gag. I wanna choke. I want you to touch that little dangly dang. That swang in the back of my throat. My head game is fire. Panini Dizani. It's going in dry. It's coming out soggy. I ride on that thing like the cops is behind me. I spit on his mic. And now he try and sign me. Woo! Your honor, I'm a freak bitch. Handcuffs, leashes, switch my wig. Make him feel like he cheating. Put him on his knees. Give him something to believe in. Never lose a fight. But I'm looking for a beating in the food chain. I'm the one that eats ya. If he eat my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. I could make you bust before I ever meet ya. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. He can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If he fuck me and ask who's it? When I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You fucking with some wet ass pussy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. Now get a bucket and a mop. That's some wet ass pussy. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some wet ass pussy. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet ass pussy. Uh, there's some whores in his in this house. There's some whores in this house. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Ryder <laughs> sent that so video. Much of that. When it came out, I tweeted. I was like, uh, thanks to Cardi B, we now have something nastier than COVID this year. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's fucking funny. Where's too many rapes? You got it? Phantom yeah. Boner. Started to figure out like another character. Your character has another character for this. This is too many rapes. Uh, after rapes. Too many rapes. After rapes. The Midas Tusk. Here we go. Let's see. Ah, cool. With the Rapebot War finally over, and the planet saved, Captain Francis Tubestakes of Rape Force seized control of the White House, using the documents signed by Tronald Dump, forfeiting the entire country to him. He renamed it the United Rapes of America, beginning a new era never before seen. This is the story of After Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. After defeating all the douchebags from the past who were led by Abe Lincoln, Rape Force disbanded. President Tubestakes and the Fembots spent the summer locating a U-boat full of old Nazi gold and other treasures. 
While Dexter fought most of his time in court losing malpractice suit after malpractice suit, Officer Greaser abused his power and kept Rapesville corrupt as ever. While Phantom Bono went on his Brovid 19 world tour, they all met in the Oval Office to talk about their exploits. Uh, hey, fuckers, I hope you all had a shitty summer. Me and my little girl killed an army of Nazi zombies and stole a whole bunch of sweet WW2 shit. Oh, that's right, Daddy. I don't know if I liked melting their faces off or choking them to death with their own entrails better. But I do know that I loved fucking after we slaughtered them all. Mmm. Want to go do it again? Uh, of course, baby. Let's just laugh at all these losers' lame summer stories first, though, okay? Of course, Mr. President. Uh, my shummer did shut, guys. I lost a shitload of money in malpractice lawsuits, and I had to suck a lot of cock to pay off my fines, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. He sucked me good, El Presidente. Me use all police budget to pay for blowjobs. Now we bankrupt. Oh, that's nothing. A few you boats of Nazi gold won't cover Greaser, my boy. And uh, what did the dickless uh, rapper do all summer? Yo, yo, yo. I fucking did my Brovin 19 World Tour. You know the vibes? <laughs> and I debuted this sweet fucking track right here. Yo. Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about my touch. It's fucking smooth. And when I touch you, I turn you into gold. That's right, I turn you into gold. And then you grow a fucking horn. You know why you grow a horn? I call it a tusk, but it kind of looks like a horn, but I call it a tusk. You grow that fucking horn tusk thing because I got the Midas tusk. That's right, I got the Midas tusk. Yeah, when I toss you, you grow a fucking tusk. Yeah, and it's made of gold. Yeah. Uh, besides that song sucking horribly, the correct term is the Midas touch, douchebag. <laughs> yo, 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 fembot. That's just not true. Don't you remember when we time traveled and I fought King Midas and killed him and won that sweet golden tusk from him? Phantom Boner ran out of the Oval Office frantically and Frankie had Greaser unload the gold off the U-boats while he fucked the sexy little fembot in the Oval Office. Daxter sat sadly in the lobby playing solitaire for hours. Phantom Boner returned, then ran into the Oval Office waving a golden dildo at everyone. 
Then he dropped his cargo shorts, plopped on the floor, lifted his legs in the air while he fucked his own asshole in front of everyone. Yo, yo, yo. See, motherfuckers? This is that sweet-ass Midas Tusk. I caught that nasty old cunt junk jerking off his old man dick, which turned it gold. And then I killed him with lava balls and saved this fucking cock. If I had a dick, I'd come all over my stomach right now. You know the vibes? Yeah. Oh, you're a dumbass motherfucker. That's a gold-plated dildo you ordered uh, and my office computer from adamandeve.com. You even used discount code ROB and got 10% off, you cheap son of a bitch. Yo, 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 I, I know, I just, I didn't have a cool summer story, and I made a shitty song I sung in front of the fucking world. When's that brain cancer gonna kill me, Doc? <laughs> Hopefully this season, if we're lucky, Phantom Boner, and you sing a shitty song in front of the world every week, you said, cunt. That's too many rapes. Yeah, that one must have been just on the recording. It must have fucked up on the narrative. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Because I tried playing it twice. Yeah, no. It was, he dropped on the floor and, like, fucked himself with the golden dildo. So, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll re-record it and then send it to you. Okay. It's fucking stupid. Bunch of stupid shit. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. I guess we'll be back, hopefully, with more amazing stories of Slim Summer. And... I wrote a bunch more oh, down. Oh, of course you did. Coach you did whereas uh break music and uh we got drizzle news and celebrity news and all that shit. I actually gotta be honest <laughs> no and I am probably gonna sound really dumb for this, but I don't even know what timeshare is. You're getting a timeshare then. <laughs> I'm gonna sign you up. Time oh, <laughs> all right. I know a guy. <laughs> Good old timeshare slim over there. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You wanna go to Cabo? I got a place to you in Cabo. Twenty five hundred a year. That sounds good. <laughs> sign him up. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshipping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. The Childhood Home A stroll down memory lane for some For others, a window into the darkness of the past 
Lost Hollow Constable Graham Gordon just walked through the door of his abandoned childhood home for the first time in 20 years. Now he may never escape. From the mind of horror author Isaac Thorne comes a brand new novel of dark terror. The Gordon Place. Family means never having to say you're sorry. Available from IsaacThorne.com and retailers everywhere. Just so you know, this show is about scary stuff. So don't say I didn't warn you guys. And remember, don't be scared. Murderous Miners brings true tales of children who have killed. Premeditated murders, accidental killings and deaths, from toddlers to 18-year-old killers, no one is too young to take a life. Join me, War Baby, as I try to tell these stories of the young who've killed, the lives they took, and even the ones who've been left behind. Why do children kill? What do we do with young killers? And do they kill again? Until next time, don't be scared. Where's the truth of the news? Um, X. Definitely XX. That's XX rated. Cyclist. Yeah. They're all like short too. Like, remember the time like I looked up stories and like everyone was super short, but that's all they are. Yeah, I guess cyclist. He's a good guy. What's that? Mini. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of love that. <laughs> like uh, Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> ex-husband allegedly ran over and killed ex-wife while she was uh, walking down the road after 2 a.m. Driz. Yeah, what the fuck was she doing up at 2 a.m.? That's what I was going to say. That's a little late to be taking a walk, you shitty bitch. You're going to get ran over for the win. A sad and senseless turn of events caused the death of 33-year young woman early Saturday. Saturday, Saturday morning in San Antonio, Texas. Leading to a murder charge against her ex-husband a short time later, Driz. Why didn't it take him that? Why didn't it take him longer? Mm. Don't they have to put that shit together? Mm. Yeah, I don't they need like a lot of evidence and stuff? You got a good point mm. there, Driz. Don't you, you need like, uh, I don't know, eyewitnesses or some shit? Mm. Be like, you ran your wife over, you son of a bitch. It was just dark, you can't see. Or his ex? Mm. Wait, is it exes? Or is she only an ex because she's dead? Yeah, they're both exes. Only Either the exes too. are dead? Right, Driz? Isn't that one of your rap songs? Mm. Only my exes are dead? Mm. How'd that go over in the in the courtroom? It went over well, because I, I still have all of them, like, in my house. But you didn't... Well, that's in the song. I don't want to stop Did you kill real. them, or did they just mm. kill themselves from uh, being with you? I don't really want to talk about it. They're just dead. They're still in my house, so I keep them alive. Mm. Oh, you just said they were dead in your song. Yeah, but I keep them alive. Make up your mind. Mm. Well, you know, like the rot, the skin doesn't rot or anything. I keep that part alive. Authorities mm. allege David James S. 
Estrada Jr., 30 years young, ran over for the win and killed his ex-wife, Dominga Pasquita Estrada, after 2 a.m. as she walked along Spur Valley Street for the win. Would you walk around that street, Driz? Yeah, for the spur of the moment, I would. Got a good point there, Driz. ABC Local News affiliate Cassatt reported that police responded to the scene after a report of a major accident. Oh, that sounds not on the minor. Which occurred uh, 2.30 in the morning. Authorities now say this was no accident. Well, I think they should make up their mind with 2 or 2.30. Yeah, how do you know? He might have just accidentally ran her over. He was like, come on back, bitch. I love you. And she, like, ran into his car. He looks like a good guy. <laughs> he does. Cyclist accused of assaulting and mooning multiple hikers in Virginia, and he's been arrested. Y'all, did he assault them with his bare bottom? Assault with a deadly cheek. Authorities in Arlington County, Virginia, on Monday, 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 announced they had arrested a man allegedly responsible for a series of trail rage incidents. What is that when you just finger yourself, you spread your cheeks, and you finger yourself angrily, right, Chris? Mm. Which includes several sorts uh, of hikers and multiple instances of exposing his naked butt cheeks for the win. David Marlowe, 55 years young, is now facing several charges stemming from at least five separate incidents reported by victims and pedestrians on the trail, uh, including alleged assault and battery. So he, what, pushed his ass right into them, Driss? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Indecent exposure and felony possession with the uh, intent to distribute a controlled substance. So he's like, you want some of these drugs? Look at my ass, baby. That sounds like a slambo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Sounds like your old intern. Milo is accused of striking several people in a fit of rage, attempting to steal uh, one of their cell phones and exposing his buttocks to <laughs> numer- on numerous occasions. He knows how to party, right, Tris? Yeah. I think you should do a uh, diss track to him. Yeah. Yo, what's up? I was walking down a trail and there was this man on a cycle and he jumped off the cycle and dropped his ass in multiple face. reports of an angry cyclist who had uh, allegedly struck several people and Fitzgerald brought on by pedestrians, which whom uh, allegedly believe they were not abiding by proper trail etiquette. Is that proper trail etiquette, Tris? Nah, it doesn't sound like proper trail etiquette. In one instance, Milo was accused of approaching a female runner on the trail from behind, slapping her on the back of the head and neck with an open hand and yelling to move over. That sounds like a real dick move, right, Tris? Another pedestrian accused Milo of trying to steal her phone after she filmed him striking her companion and exposing his butt. He sounds like he was just like a, like out of a cartoon or something. Yeah, he didn't want that ass to go viral. That sounds like a new Driss song. You don't want that ass to go viral. Yo, one of these days my ass is gonna go viral. It's gonna be all over the internet. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Minneapolis man. Charged after assaulting a police officer with a trash can lid for the win and stealing from a department store. Was he like Oscar Driss? Mm. He just popped out of his. Uh, oh my god, look at that cop in the video. He's laid out on a, 
by the Captain America, the, the dumpster version of Captain America. A video showed a, an a assault on a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota has led to an arrest and multiple charges of Brayshawn Lamar Gibson, 28 years young, and has been identified as a suspect. The footage, which recorded uh, was recorded in late August, the mid-riots, showed uh, that someone off scene had threw a trash can lid and hit a police officer in the head. That's pretty cool, right, Tris? Yeah, he fucking Captain America did. As he you. reached for the driver's side door of the vehicle. So the cop is just trying to get back in his car, and he's like, there you go, motherfucker, there's a trash can lid. <laughs> the officer fell and immediately appeared to be momentarily unconscious before uh, seemingly calling for backup. Seconds later, his helmet came off, and another officer ran in the area. Yeah, he was wearing a helmet? Well, was he heard if he was wearing a helmet, right? That's what I'm saying. He held a big pussy. Bystanders cheered into the trash can and hit the officer in the back of the head. I would kind of be too, I feel. The riots assaulted or resulted in dozens of arrests. Some for burglary and others for laughing. Can you be arrested laughing, Driz? Mm. Too loud or too not loud enough? Yeah, not loud enough. You gotta laugh louder. You gotta laugh as loud as you mm. can. Looting and vandalism began after a murder suspect died. Hey, who what? Somebody killed somebody who killed somebody? Is that, mm. is that <laughs> throw a trash can lid? Police uh, released a video of the suspect who appeared to shoot himself in the head as officers found him. So, is that a crime? Yo, I don't know, but this story's got layers. This story's got uh, a lot of layers. You gotta peel them back and lick all that layer, Driz. Cops said they released uh, footage to dispel rumors that officers were the ones who killed the man. Yeah, wasn't there video of him shooting himself? I bet you an officer told him to do that. Sounds like a Driz song. Where the chaos was unfolding, Gibson allegedly threw the trash can lid for the win! The lid was apparently 15 pounds. Is that lid gonna be put in jail too, Driz? Mm. Got a good point there, Driz. I was hanging out and the police officer was like, hey man, you should shoot yourself. Mm. Where's that? <laughs> I guess they were longer on my computer. They were only like real short stories. What's uh, Kanye? Definitely Kanye. Is he, uh, there he is. Good old Kanye. Elderly and Guardians. All right. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip News. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Kanye West... Watch us walk on water during Sunday service. Did Kanye walk on water? Oh, Isn't he that fucking really did. Sacrilegious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's claiming to be Is Jesus. He like, <laughs> the second coming? I think so. Fuck. It's 2020. I mean, yeah, it's it. about time. Is, is, that, is, he, is this like he gave up on running for president? I, I just, <laughs> He's so, just Jesus. I got to do something now. Like you, you fuckers didn't vote for me. I didn't even you know you he was had over here. I didn't know he was running for president. Did they build like a little scaffolding in the under the water? Like, <laughs> no, nah, he's just fucking magical, man. Oh my um, god. Kanye West, <laughs> fucking Jesus. Kanye West held uh, what could be his most ambitious Sunday service yet. I I guess he's been doing it for a minute, I guess. I guess he's... I didn't even know he was doing a Sunday service. His CD sales are down? I don't <laughs> you think know. He's, he raps out of Sunday services? Probably. Um, I think the last album was all, like, Bible shit. Oh, when the whole gang 
walked on water oh, during yeah, the there event. They are. A whole gang. He had a whole gang yeah. members. He, they were all Daisy as Chain. for notable guests. Is this for his new music video? How the <laughs> fat guy walk? The fat guy looks like he'd sink a little uh, more than the rest. Some of the what are those doves? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or seagulls. He couldn't seagulls. even afford dogs. He couldn't afford dogs. That's a notable guess. Kim Kardashian showed up. Did her ass like float them? Is that what they were doing? They Maybe. were walking on her ass. I think so. Um, hard to read the tea leaves, but it seems irrelevant or re- whatever because of his self-described marital issues. But there she was. Flying to Atlanta for the service. Oh, are they breaking up? She's I like, I can't deal with so. this church shit. Pastor Joel Austin. Oh, Joel Austin was there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He talked while Kanye just walked on water. Walked on water with, all his with, friends. With, with, with the gang? With the guys? Uh, Joel delivered the sermon and spoke about Jesus walking on water and just like uh, pointed to Kanye. Yeah, no way. And, and how he. What a, what a, uh, I can't believe they threw that in there. Oh, and how he gave Peter permission to follow suit. So uh, Kanye, being Jesus, has given his gang permission to walk on water with him. They all took it to heart because after the sermon, yay, Joel and the uh, choir. choir all walked on H2O. Although not exactly. Oh, so what what happened? The service was held on a lake near Pinewood Studios. Pinewood Studios. Pine, Does that mean Pine, Pinewood Studios? Yeah. FYI, looks like they all played it safe with social distancing. Oh, yeah. There must Ooh. have been some bullshitty little bridge or something. Is, it, is that the... You could see it. Like, you could see the line in the water. There's definitely yeah. some <laughs> dumb plexiglass or fucking plywood piece of shit under there, like, for that. So is that the uh, news you have to work in something about coronavirus for every article that yeah, you do? Yeah, uh, like social distancing. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't be wearing any masks. Um, all right, elderly, elderly Karen, mad and racist over Ooh. sidewalk chalk. Ooh. Husband can't get her to leave. Oh, she's angry. So she got her, uh, the poor husband in trouble. She was blabbing her mouth. What did she do? Being a Karen has no expiration date because an old woman proved she could play the role with the worst of them when she freaked out over kids using sidewalk chalk and made a racist comment toward their father. What a cunt, but why? First of all, you attack kids drawing? Yeah, like what the fuck? And then like use racist slurs against the father? (laughs) What a fucking dumb bitch. Uh, the unlucky dad shared video of his contentious encounter with the angry lady and her husband, which seems to have gone down this weekend in California. It starts with elderly Karen, who has bragged, uh, barged. barged, barged into the father's garage shouting, What the fuck? She you son of garage. a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. At him. Isn't that trespassing? <laughs> yeah. Was she doing the bit from Rick and Morty? You son of a bitch. At him after he tells the couple to report him to the homeowner's uh, association Association. where they live. Oh, I guess they're neighbors. Sounds like she must be pissed about something uh, egregious, right? Nope. Turns out it's all over the guy's children using sidewalk chalk. You said that already. We knew that. On what he says is a public street within their complex. She was just mad. What the fuck? I don't. Yeah. It rains. It goes away. Exactly. It's fucking sidewalk chalk. Regardless, the old woman sounds like her real name is Caroline um, is incensed. So much that her husband can't get her to walk away w- without further incident. Her husband's oh, just like, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, choke her out. Like, come just, on, bitch. Yeah. Let's go home. 
Uh, that's too bad because the Karen decides to make a racist he comment have ran about her the dad having slanted eyes. She called him a slanted eye son of a bitch. Fuck. And questions whether he really lives there and is married to the mother of the kids. Because he's Asian and she's probably <laughs> wow. white. And was it male or her husband's now? Like, oh, what a dumb bitch. After another couple minutes of jawing at the father and threatening to make his kids clean up the chalk, the guy insists that I can't believe that's got what the hell out of it, about. his like garage. Like I said, once it rains, it's gone. But she gets one last kick. The man claims he finally had to brandish a knife. <laughs> <laughs> to get the husband to escort like his old lady out. I was going to say, like, well, he should have just had fucking stun yeah, guns. Yeah, you should have had one of these, Because they're fucking scary. You could have stunned that old bitch. You could have been like, <laughs> What's the rest of the story, Driz? Terrifying. <laughs> I don't know. You pulled out the stun gun and I ran. He also claims there's no rules about sidewalk chalk. What about knives, though? Yeah. The man claims he had to brandish a knife to get the husband yeah, to escort. Yeah, I don't think you can legally pull a knife out on someone. I but I, you Yeah, you can pull it out. You just can't stab them, asshole. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> I don't like you you're holding that stun ah, like, Hold ah. it for life. It's new life. It's COVID life. That's how I do it. I feel like COVID years are going to be like dog years. We're going to age like horribly. So I just, stressful. I can't believe, I swear that we gotta were going to come back and this pocket. was going to be over. Like, I can't believe we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. What happened to Michael Rooker? Guardian star Michael Rooker. I got COVID and it was real bad. Fuck. Well, he kind of always looks like he has COVID. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Michael Rooker, but he kind of always looks a little sickly. But no, that sucks, dude. That does suck. I saw The Rock, too, and his, like, daughters and wife had it. Let me recover, but what, what did Michael Rooker... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy star Michael Rooker just uh, revealed his struggle with coronavirus, and it was real bad. And he is older. He's got to be in his 50s. Yeah, uh, Rooker, who also stars in The Walking Dead. He was a uh, Meryl, right? A Marl? Yeah, yeah. And the upcoming Suicide Squad. Ooh, I wonder who he's playing in that. Says uh, the virus took over his body. He said almost clinically... There ain't a whole heck of a lot one can do externally to fight off COVID-19 once it has gotten into your body. Well, yeah, that's how I was. Adding, works. and I have to let you all know it has been quite a battle. He said he's been isolating in an airstream during his illness, and he said he decided not to take any extra medicines or vitamins or supplements so he just while up. he was trying to recover. So I'm going to kill this myself. His reasoning, I felt if my immune system was not already prepared for this battle, loading up all this extra stuff would only do more that, damage yeah. to my kidneys, and life would have been gravely stressed. Um, Michael proudly posted his negative test results saying, so just so you all know the end result of all those daily battles has come to an end Rooker shared my body has won the war nice. COVID put up a pretty good fight but bottom line it ended up getting its ass knocked out uh, by my immune system one two punch to the head two body shots and a left hook right uppercut end of story and one of these <laughs> good job Rooker <laughs> lots of celebs have uh, contracted the virus including The Rock Tom Hanks Rita Wilson Andy Cohen and a bunch of fucking other people bunch of people so. bunch of people so uh, yeah we'll be back we'll be back uh, with uh, with more shocking shocking news <laughs> in oh what was the Michael story go to the Michael it was the first oh, one. Oh, it was the first one yeah, yeah it was, was what that? they found in Michael's bed when he died 
Cops reveal baby pictures, lifelike doll in Michael Jackson's bedroom. That was what he was laying in bed with when he died. That's and is that a fucking? What is that? Is that a? a, a I thought it was like an old. Yeah, is I don't know. Old, like, like an old video fucking, game console that nobody ever heard. No, of? it feels like uh, an old like uh, answering machine. Answer or something. Machine. What is that? <laughs> In the night of June twenty fourth, two thousand nine. Michael Jackson's uh, finished rehearsing for set of a comeback performance, retired to his uh, mansion and uh, in the posh neighborhood of L.A.'s West Side, the King of Pops. Personal doctor Conrad Murray arrived at the uh, residence shortly after midnight. Around 14 hours later, Jackson was pronounced dead with no evidence of foul play. Two months later, the L.A. coroner ruled his death a homicide. I want to know what the fuck was in his bed with him. Given Jackson's high profile, blah, 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 perhaps the most eye-opening revelation in killing Michael Jackson, there was a computer in his bed, a lifelike doll on his bed, and kind of like advertisements of pictures with babies. What a creep. What he was jerking fuck? off the, like, diaper ads. Ugh. Ew. Recalls D- Detective Martinez. Oh, in a film, I guess it was a film, film done, like a documentary. Everybody knew about the allegations that had been leveled against Michael over the years before. One of the things I saw a laptop in the bed. Do I go into it? But you have to realize the type of case I was investigating. Yeah, you probably would have been blasted. I mean, like, and just as a cop there, you couldn't. You probably could have taken it. But who knows? Who knows? So they're revealing these pictures now like this is something they had, I guess. I assume so, yeah, because it's coming out now. So maybe they finally were like, So the detective remained laser focused on the case at hand. It's like with any case, you don't allow whatever victim was in prior blah, 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 blah. Delegations. Yeah, I don't know. In Killing Michael Jackson, we see Detective Martinez, the only one of three detectives assigned to the Jackson case who's still with the LAPD. That's weird. Examining boxes of evidence... From the Jackson homicide investigation, it was Detective Martinez who found empty 100-millimeter bottle of profanol. What is that? Is that like uh, like fucking ethanol? I don't know. Or like a sleeping? Was that maybe like Freely a admits for months he's been using this to help Michael Jackson sleep. Okay. To help Mr. Jackson sleep, the doctor was. In my head, I was thinking, what the heck? Uh, to drug somebody to sleep in the way you did, even with permission, I don't think is legal. Wow, there's a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Yeah. Ultimately, Murray was found guilty of involuntarily involuntary manslaughter. Oh, yeah, because he was using that to put him to sleep, so I guess that's what killed him. The level of negligence was just so clear that we thought it would apply. We didn't don't do not charge people. We investigate the case, present it. We're not happy with the choice, but we deal with what we can. We move forward. That sounds like a drift song. We're going to break. We'll be back with interviews. Right, Driss? Yeah. I wasn't happy with my decisions. Yeah. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 855-380-FAST, 855-380-FAST, 
855-380-FAST, 855-380-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Hopper. That's right. Cut to promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking... <laughs> No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com. Twitter, at theharperguys. Or shoot it. What? That, that, mama. That's what we do all the time. Shoot us an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. Hip, hip. Cheerio. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies this, 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 this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. Uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob is the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when he and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. He had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box you. had three, three puppies, but my dick was inside it. <laughs> Rob and Slim Show, we are back with uh, Peter Wingzo from uh, Illus Streetwear, correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Peter, Peter, how are you? You are CEO of Illus Streetwear. And uh, yes. where did that all start? The Illus started, who started 20 years ago, um, originally as a blog uh, called Fat Lace. And it was started by a gentleman called Mark, Mark Arsenal, up in uh, San Francisco. And, um, yeah, he started the brand as a, essentially as a blog, blogging about, you know, all the cool things, particular shoes. And the blog became quite big, very popular, and uh, he wanted to essentially start making some money off of it and started a brand. He didn't want to call it Fat Lace, um, so he started the Illust brand to kind of complement his his uh, blog. And then that brand kind of took off, 
took off on its own. Wow. That's crazy Uh, that it started that long ago. Yeah, so the block was initially for 10 years, and then the Illis brand was created 10 years ago. So essentially, Mark has been doing this for 20 years. Um, And um, I think Mark himself is somewhat of a legend in the streetwear because, you know, he was probably you know, in the very infancy when streetwear really got started. And um, I know that he's been part of many of the the streetwear brands that have, you know, some have come and some have gone. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, he's he's still around and he's so, still here. And uh, and we're doing, you know, we're doing quite, quite well. Cool. So it just went from just observing and, and talking about the stuff you guys saw to, to making your own. Essentially, I mean, you know, back in the back in those days, it was kind of like, you know, you you create some real cool graphics and you go out and buy, you know, blank T-shirts from Fruit of the Loom or from Hanes. And then you find a printer to, you know, print these cool things on. Uh, Of course, that's not what streetwear is today, but that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. Um, You know, it falls over the years and you start selling more and more shirts you start realizing, wait, I don't need to buy, you know, a Hanes shirt and print it on there. I can make my own shirt um, and I can make it exactly the way that I want it. Um, so, yeah, that's how it grew. Um, Illist became, you know, quite big here in the United States and then was very fortunate to start going international. Um, and today we sell Illist pretty much all over the world, but we have very, very big markets in China, uh, big markets in Taiwan. Um, big markets in Japan and a huge market of all places in the Philippines. Cool. Yeah, I was gonna say I would. I would think it would be something that would branch out to to the overseas markets. Yeah, I think today we're probably one of the biggest streetwear brands in Southeast Asia. I mean, there's many brands here in the United States that are much bigger than than what we are. But I would say in Southeast Asia, there's few brands that have the you know, the doors that we do. Have you had any copycats? Have you had anyone trying to like bootleg your stuff? Cause I, I was looking on the site. There's some amazing stuff. I love the zoom t-shirt. That thing is, is super cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's part of the street where, you know, a little bit part of the street where, you know, culture is that I, I don't, I wouldn't say in a negative way, but everybody a little bit copies each other and, and um, you know, they see cool stuff and, and and kind of, you know, indirectly knocks it off. But I always kind of look at it, you know, a little bit more of a, a compliment that if somebody knocks you off, that means that you must be doing something right, right? Yeah. It's a lot um, like music. Like somebody... Or even like in the podcast world, yeah, yeah, where you hear you're a ripoff of this person. It's like you are, uh, you know, you, that's, that's who influenced you. So, yeah, yeah, I do. I see that as an, uh, a compliment. Peter, yeah. what are, what qualifies? I think the one thing that that we're not so happy about is that you know Amazon. We don't sell on Amazon, but you would be surprised if you go onto Amazon, you type "illist," how many products come uh, come up there, and it's all fake. Oh wow! That we're not happy about. That that we don't appreciate. You know the the quote unquote you know kind of copying and and making you know a different version. You know we take that as a compliment. The flat out knockoffs. Yeah. Yeah, those are not. Those uh, we're not happy about. 
Were you gonna ask them something? Yeah, I was gonna ask what qualifies as streetwear. Well, when just just I want to throw in too, just thinking like it makes me think of like the old Echo shirts or like Mecca from back in the day. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, the way that streetwear essentially started was that you know, it was basically the the guys or the girls, you know, from the streets that was creating really really cool stuff. They weren't, you know, the fashion designers. They didn't have a fashion show, um, but they were uber creative and they created, you know, um, really, you know, essentially back then it was mostly just prints. They would create really cool graphics and they would find a printer that would, you know, print it on a T-shirt. And that's what, you know, kind of, again, it wasn't the, it wasn't the commercial stuff. It was more the, you know, the independent on the street. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And and you know, and, and that became really, really cool. And, you know, slowly, slowly the brands grew. And I mean, initially it was just kind of like the small communities um that would you know, that would wear it. And I don't know if you guys remember back in the days there was a show called well, they're still around, but they aren't they aren't as big as, as they were back then, but you know, called Hot Import Nights or Night Vision. No, I don't recall that. It was a, yeah, so back 10, 15 years ago, well, I guess even less, there was a show called Hot Import Nights. It was these shows that 26 shows a year, so every every other weekend there was a big show, and these shows could attract between 10, 20, I mean, the big shows, maybe 50,000 people, and, you know, you'd set up a booth, and you'd just sell your merchandise there. Okay. And that's where you were available, and you had a huge following, and you could sell, you know, literally a hundred thousand t-shirts in in one day um and of course when you start thinking about oh this is this is great can make a lot of money you know this is a success then you start thinking kind of broader and wait a minute if i can sell this many in one day you know how many can i sell throughout you know the united states if i start going to stores yeah and then you start going to you know kind of the mom and pop stores and then you know, the pick a department store start taking a look at you and you they go like, ooh, you know, they're selling quite well. Maybe we should start carrying it too. And all of a sudden, everybody else is starting to come in and then people realize that, you know, this cool stuff that was created on the streets could be, you know, kind of mass produced and mass made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in came, you know, bigger brands that, you know, were created as the street where they weren't necessarily you know, created on the street. There were more, you know, the commercial kind of this many brands that do that today, you know, all the way to, you know, where we kind of are today, where, you know, it's the luxury brands, it's the Louis Vuitton, it's the, you know, it's the, the, the really high end brands that are doing these collaborations with streetwear. That's what kind I, of to, I was going to ask Peter, do you, um, do you seek out like new upcoming, like, artists uh in the with the company do you seek like you know the hottest guy on the street right now to like work with you Uh, we we don't look so much at you know like the up and coming um i know mark works a lot with them and 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 kind of helps them and guides them you know try to to create their own things um but that's more his you know because that's his passion um as a brand we more look at you know where we can do collaborations, um, you know, to just to create, you know, kind of cool things. I mean, we did, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bear Brick, but we did the first Bear Brick, which is the tiny one. Um, and then just recently this year, actually, we launched our second Bear Brick, which is the 
you know, slightly bigger one. It's called the 400%. And uh, we're hoping to launch the 1,000%, which is the big one, um, probably next year. Um, so we do we do quite a few, you know, different uh, collaborations. We have a, a couple of collaborations coming up with the big movie studios uh, late this year, early next year. Um, we we have a collaboration right now that's not available in the United States, but it's for the Asian market with The Simpsons. Um, so we do lots of collaborations, but, you know, with different brands. We've done some with steering wheels. We've done some with car seats. We've done, you know, we kind of try to stay within that, you know, the car culture uh, because essentially that's, you know, that's how the brand started and that's how our main audience is very much into that, you know, um, into that street cars yeah. you know, type thing. Oh, wow. I saw, too, uh, Peter, th- that you co-created a company back in the day called Pink Dot, which is responsible for, like, all the e-commerce trends nowadays, kind of like Uber Eats type of, type of stuff. How did you have the insight to, like, see that that was going to be something big? So, yeah, that was that was many, many moons ago. But And essentially, back then, there was no internet. Um, or at least not how we know it today. That's what it seems like. It seems uh, like you got in it like real early, like when it was like the Wild West still. It it, it was. I mean, it, this is back in the late 80s, early 90s. You know, we really didn't have. I mean, AOL was just starting to come. It was dial-up. Uh, there really wasn't. We knew from going kind of around and looking, you know, kind of pretending that we were looking, you know, into the future, we knew that there was something. We actually at that time thought that it was kind of the a video phone and it was all connected to the 1-800 numbers and, uh, and that's how it was all going to work. Um, that's, of course, not the reality. Um, but essentially what it was is that we had bought a, a liquor store up on Sunset and La Cienega kind of with the thought that it's location, location, location. And uh, if you have that perfect location, you're going to become a success. Unfortunately, we learned that that saying is not entirely true because I think that anybody can tell you that that's probably one of the best locations in all of Los Angeles. But that didn't make us a success uh, because we had the great visibility location, uh, but we didn't have a very, you know, we didn't have the greatest accessible location. There was no parking um, and there's no parking in really, you know, anywhere near there. So how do you really stop, park your car and go into the store? So again, we had the great location visibility, but we didn't have a great location, you know, access wise. Yeah. So my dad always told me, if the customer doesn't go to you, you go to them. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the idea is that, okay, well, if they're not going to come to us, then we'll go to them. It was, you know, kind of the right the right product at the right time, we essentially started delivering alcohol <laughs> um, to people. So when they couldn't drive anymore, we would, you know, deliver it to them. And when they came home from the clubs, you know, we would deliver them a sandwich. And, and uh, so it was, you know, we oh. had no minimum. Yeah. And back in the old days, we only charged 99 cents for delivery. That's awesome. Um, so it was nothing. I remember, um, I, uh, just a side note, I used to work in a pharmacy, and I, I remember taking, uh, you know, our delivery orders because we delivered medicine, and I remember one of the guys saying once, like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you pick me up a, a pack of cigarettes on the way. Like, yeah, no, that just makes me think of that. Like, nobody did it at the time, so, yeah. 
it, it, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we started as essentially as a liquor delivery. And then we started realizing, well, you know, if you want liquor, you probably want a sandwich. And if you want a sandwich, you probably want, you know, uh, you know, some water, too. And, and if you want that, you know, maybe you want some popcorn. And if you want popcorn, maybe you want a video. And, and by the way, have you done your laundry lately? So why don't we pick up your laundry and wash it for you and bring it back to you? So, you know, we kind of became that all-around convenience store okay. that was, you know, delivering. We were always looking, you know, like if we go there, how do we go and pick up and deliver you stuff at the same time. Yeah. So we, we essentially went from a big disaster, from a big, you know, uh, money-losing business to printing some flyers on, we couldn't afford to do, you know, color print, and there was no real Kinkos around back then. Wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, so we printed on some, you know, yellow paper and green paper that we, you know, we bought at the local office supply store. Yeah. And, you know, we just kind of went door to door and, I would say literally like, I mean, almost overnight, we just exploded. And within a couple of years, we, you know, we had 200 drivers, we had 300 drivers. And by the mid nineties, we had over 800 delivery drivers out of eight tiny little stores. And we didn't even allow people to come into our store anymore because if we did that, then we had to comply with all these rules and regulations and we couldn't stock to the ceiling and, you know, rentals were as expensive and, so we didn't allow people to come into our stores, and we just delivered everything in 30 minutes or less. And, uh, yeah, wow. we became, you know, we became a big success, no minimum. So if you want, you can have a candy bar delivered. Wow, and I just love that you made a success out of something that was not going to be. Like, that is just incredible right there to have that insight. Yeah, actually, back then, everybody was like, oh, you guys can't make money. Oh, that's never going to work. Oh, nobody's going to want to order, you know. Um, yeah, just give up. want to order some milk from you guys. You know, that's not going to work. Wow. Um, but the truth was that it did. And I always said that, you know, we're not really selling eggs and, or soda or, or anything. We're selling, you know, our selling proposition is really that we deliver it to you in 30 minutes or less. Yeah, that's another, that's a, a key point right there, I feel like. Yeah, that's. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. So it's interesting. Yeah, we had people that literally ordered from us every day that spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars with us every year. Uh, that makes me think of now. I think they have an app called Shipped where, yeah, you can have them pick up food at the store for you, bring it to your house. Yeah, all that stuff. And, yeah, you did it, like, that long ago. That's amazing. I was going to say, you were COVID ready 30 uh, years yeah, ago. I was going to say. Not letting anybody <laughs> in your store, bringing stuff to them. <laughs> And let me tell you guys, it was different times. It was not easy because, you know, there was no real infrastructure. You know, credit card really wasn't a thing back then. Right. You, know, you people had to the... pay with cash. And, or worse, you know, with checks. And checks would bounce all over and you wouldn't <laughs> find out until two weeks later that they bounced a check. In the meantime, they placed, you know, five more orders. You know, <laughs> and you're just going, oh, God, I'm going to get five more bounced checks. You know? did, did you have the old credit card machines with the carbon paper that you had to, like rub a couple times to get the, the carbon copy of <laughs> exactly like when people did credit card we were like oh please no don't pay with a credit card that means i need to bring that little portable credit card machine that always jams and you know the carbon copy and when you yeah. put something on top of it you know the carbon goes all the way through and you can't read the numbers anymore <laughs> oh man it was it was very different <laughs> yes it's not, it not so easy i can tell you we had all the luxuries that we have today yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's that's hilarious. Um, I was gonna ask you too. The Slim brought it up. Like, I was gonna ask: Does COVID affect any of anything you do with with the um, you know marketing, or uh, will it will it affect anything? I mean, it's affected us hugely. I mean, you know, with with Illist and any of the clients that I do consulting for and that I advise on. I mean, you know, everybody's been affected by it. Um, and I think, you know, in the beginning, we went in a little bit naively and thinking that, yo, you know, this is going to last two or three weeks. And in two or three weeks, we're going to go back and everything is going to go back to normal. Yeah. And here we are a month later and, you know, nothing is going back to normal. And the truth is, even if, you know, we get a vaccine, you know, here in the next couple of months, nothing is going to go back. I mean, it's not going to be what, what it used to be. I kind of think that, you know, we were probably on a certain path. I mean, you know, retail was somewhat dying anyway. I think that we just, you know, went into the future two or three, maybe even four years ahead of where we would otherwise have gone probably regardless. Um, so, yeah, things, are, things have changed and things are, are, are changing. Um, I think online, I mean, I, I think a lot of people that didn't believe in delivery or that, you know, that thought, well, you know, delivery is for you, but it's not for me. Um, and that might've been scared or not felt comfortable with it. I mean, a lot of those people are now very comfortable with it, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, they weren't comfortable with it six months ago. And the truth is, had this not happened, they might not have been comfortable with it for another couple of years. Um, but given this effect, they are comfortable with it now. And I don't think a lot of these people, yeah, they might go back to some extent, but they're never going to go back to the way that it was before. I agree. I agree. And uh, the last I read it, it said um, like three to five years this could could be around. So it, it is. It, it's a, a long haul, I feel. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I was just reading an article was yesterday or, or over the weekend that said, you know, that two thirds of Americans are not ready to get the vaccine, even if it does come out yes. or when it comes out. I was thinking I mean, of that too. If we just look at that, I mean, then, wow, you know, we're going to be, it's going to be a while, right? When when are these two thirds going to be comfortable? Yeah. That means that one third of the population will be vaccinated. I mean, that's not, that's not a lot. No, and I, I guess they're going to wait to make sure the others don't have uh, <laughs> problems. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. I, you know, same with the mask. I say like. I've dealt with, uh, you know, in everyday life and people have talked about people like refusing to wear the mask. Like, why wouldn't you? If it's one thing that could reduce it, why wouldn't you just wear the mask? I don't get it. I I don't. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I used to live in, in Asia and I lived in Thailand for many years. And I mean, in Thailand, number one, we don't shake hands. We don't, you know, hug and kiss. Um, it's very much, you know, very respectful. Keep our distance. So social distancing is kind of like a norm there. Yeah. And I remember the first time I had just, you know, I had just kind of started my new position in Thailand in Bangkok. And um, I had some allergies and I came into the office and I was, you know, kind of sniffling and coughing a little bit in my office. And in comes uh, <clears throat> one of the, the ladies that worked with me. And she very nicely put a little mask uh, on my desk. And I kind of looked at it and go like, what is this for? And she was like, sir, you might want to wear this. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I thought that was something they already practice in, in a lot of other countries. Exactly. So, I mean, at that time, I learned, I mean, this is five, six years ago, seven years ago now. Um, so I learned that, you know, 
if you're not feeling well, you put on a mask. If you're not feeling well, you call in and you tell your boss that, you know what, I'm going to stay home because I don't want to get anybody sick. Yeah. Kind of you know, laughed about it because here in the United States, when you call your boss and tell them that you're sick, I mean, you better show up the next day with, you know, with one arm less or, uh, you know, a... <laughs> A certificate from your doctor that you yes. know that you were half dead yesterday, right? Yes. Because yes. you know people expect you to show up to work unless you know one of those two things happened. In Asia, they're like, no, don't come. You're you're feeling a little bit sick. No, don't come in. Wow. You yeah. Know? I was told, yeah, the show must go on. Or uh, yeah, it's Friday. Even though you you you've got the fever and you can't get off the floor, just go in. You, you, you the weekend's here. Like yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly right. But I mean, you know, so I got very used to wearing masks. So for me, you know, it's kind of second nature at this point. So, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I was in Asia in January. And I was, you know, I've been flying with masks for years. When I get on the plane, I put on a mask. Uh, And I was out in Asia in in January and I was in Thailand and they started shutting down. Um, And I came back here. Um, and I just kind of continued wearing my mask, and I thought, you know, this is great. I mean, you know, I, See, I would have been like the guy, way. like, what is he? What does he People have? Like, yeah, I would have been looking at you funny, like, <laughs> what, what are you? What are you? Uh, yeah, why are you wearing that, dude? Like, come on. <laughs> it it is yeah, crazy. You, know, you go through the airport, or you sit there on the plane, and you get these looks of people that go like. What do you have? Yeah. Do you have the plate? Yes. Yes. <laughs> People, people are acting like their freedoms are being taken away yes, from them because they got to wear a mask. Get. Like I saw a Facebook post recently that was like a picture of people holding signs that said, starting September 15th, no more mask. Like, why? Really? Just I didn't stop. know yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, that was somebody a, a movement. shared it. But yeah, there's oh. people that are saying, starting September 15th, no more mask. We're taking our freedom back. Like, oh, what? okay. <laughs> Good for you guys. It's... It's, it's amazing, like, these people that are these anti-mask, it's like, they're so passionate about it. It's mm-hmm. like, really? I mean, it's just a mask. Yeah, yeah you're being childish. I don't want to be, I don't want to be superficial here, but some like of them. I'm taking your firstborn away. Yes. Some of them look, some of them look better with the mask on, Peter. I got to say that. I, I look better uh, with the mask on. You know, like, yeah, like, cover that ugly up. <laughs> cover the ugly up. <laughs> <laughs> I I will admit the other day I saw someone else I was like ooh good looking good looking took off the right. mask I was like ooh yeah no not so good <laughs> I, I I kind of feel like maybe I don't know I I understand how how the um, Arab countries go like when I see a nose I'm like oh my god that's exotic <laughs> like that's I got a little I got a little peak right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Peter, I want to ask. Yes. People definitely look better with a mask on. Yeah. I want to ask too, Peter, having done so much, is there anything in life that you still want to do? Uh, I mean, of course, there's always things that I, I, I want to do, but I do I do a little bit pride myself that if I did, you know, if I did have the unfortunate event of dying tomorrow, I would, I, I would be, you know, pretty happy like that I've done quite a bit. I mean, I think I've done more in my lifetime than most, you know, or more in, 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 you know, up until today than most get to do in their entire lifetime. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, I mean, I was born in Denmark. I grew up in Germany. I came here to America. You know, I've lived, you know, quite a few States here in America and I've lived in Asia, quite a few countries in Asia. Uh, So I've kind of been there, done that, but that of course doesn't mean that, you know, 
I, I don't want to do more. Yeah. Uh, so there's always, you know, there's always things that I would want to, to explore. I've never really been to Africa and I would love to go. Um, I would love to go down to Nigeria and kind of explore that in South Africa. I've never been, um, and it's kind of a little bit fascinates me. Don't know why, you know, the Middle East, it fascinates me a lot, but never really, I never had the opportunity to go there, and I don't necessarily would say that I have a huge desire to go there. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And not for any, you know, particular reason, just, you know, it's like, for me, it's just these big skyscrapers and, you know, tons of Rolls Royces driving around, and that doesn't really necessarily excite me that much. Um I'd much rather like to see other things. Yes, yes. That's awesome, though. Peter, Peter, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. No problem. Where can everybody find you, and where can everybody find Illist? Uh, Illist at illistbrand.com, and me, well, uh, sometimes here and there on Instagram at, uh, at my last name, which is at Winsome. Okay, cool. All right, dude. Uh, thank you so much. Um, when the show goes up and everything and we get all the links, I will uh, email it and you will get all that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Take care. You Take too, care. Peter. Cool. Ooh. We will be back in a few minutes with Pop Buchanan from the Sober's Dope podcast. Are you too much of a piece of shit to put condiments on your food? Or just craving a creepy internet wrapper does it for you? Or are you just an impatient fuck with the attention span of a fruit fly? Whatever it is, download the new Drizzlebees app and order your toppings of choice. And by the time you drive out to one of our convenient locations, the Drizz will be waiting for you. Ketchup, mustard, caramel, chocolate, or strawberry syrup at selected locations. Soy sauce, Asia Bunga. Yo, yo, yo. Last year, I drizzled in front of an elementary school. And now, by law, I gotta tell you that I'm a registered sex offender. Know what I mean? Bring the kids, but don't bring them too close. Yo, yo, yo. This fucking app is thebomb.com. You can order your shit and see my location and T-cell count. Don't deny your taste buds the drizzling they deserve. Download the Drizzlebees app on the Scrapple Store now. Yo, yo, yo. I'm a pedophile. The Drizz is not allowed within 50 yards of his school. If you see him breaking his court order, please contact your local authorities right away. Pop, Pop Buchanan. Yes, sir. How you guys doing? We're great. How are you doing, my friend? You are a lyricist, um, a motivational speaker, and the host of the Sober is Dope podcast. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I'm doing great today. God is good. Good, good. Uh, and I wanted—I just want to throw out real quick, I found your show on the um, Good Pods app, which I feel is a great way to connect with other podcasters and fans. Absolutely. Good Pods is really cool. The people over there are brilliant. And uh, 
I love that platform, and I'm glad we connected that way. Yeah, me too, man. I like I said, I like just on that app. Like, I don't know if I would have ever found your show otherwise. Like, I it's, it's... I know, I know. It's hard. I promote like crazy, but you never know. It takes time, but you get lucky yeah. sometimes, right? I feel like I was lucky that you found me. You know, it's a big deal for me to be here with you guys. That's cool. That's cool, man. Uh, what did you do first? Did you do rap music first, or uh, were well, you... yeah. I mean, I'm an artist. I, I write poetry. Artist. I'm a Primarily, I'm a businessman. I'm a real estate investor in Brooklyn, New York, and stuff like that. Went to school, went to college, did the whole spiel. Um, rap was always a passion of mine, art and poetry. And yes, and then, you know, I had my little bouts with addiction, but through the grace of God, I found my sobriety, and then I wanted to give back, and that's when I started the Soap is Dope podcast. Okay, wow. Yeah, I, I just feel I'm like I, I, you, you say so many great things in your show. I just feel like. As a society, I don't feel like we're wanted to be sober by how many drug commercials are on TV, how many alcohol commercials are out there. Like, even back in the day when cigarettes commercials were allowed to be on, like billboards and all that, like they don't want, they don't want you to be sober. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, you, you fight in corporations, special interests and everything, and they just don't send a memo. I think there should be a bigger disclaimer and memo that, it's extreme caution with these things because they advertise alcohol as recreation and fun. But for many people who's born with the addiction and the allergy of uh, being allergic to alcohol, they don't get the memo. They have to find out the hard way, and that's what creates this problem. So it's kind of like a catch-22 on both sides. You want to have fun, but you want to do it responsibly, and that's almost impossible if you're allergic to alcohol, hence alcoholics. Or right? if you're so. young, if you're young and, and like, you, you just, like, I, I had trouble when I was younger, you know, with drinking and, and certain things, and then uh, for, like, 10 years, I didn't do anything, and now I'm in my 40s, and, yeah, I could drink on a Wednesday night and do our show where I can now prioritize and, and all that. Like, you're not ready when, when you're legally allowed to. And you're just, yeah, you know, yeah. you're just going too hard and all that. And the difference is for people who are allergic to alcohol and that's born with that kind of like affliction, I can't have a drink on a casual um, Wednesday night, even if I'm organized and well put together, because it creates this chemical reaction where I won't be able to stop. And that's the problem. And that's why I started the podcast to just give people hope that have this issue so they know they're not alone. And I'm giving them the memo, like, look, it's okay. If you're allergic to alcohol, it's okay to have live a life without drinking or without doing drugs because it's going to be problematic in your life. So it's a clear divide. Some people could handle it and some people can't. And I am just happen to be one of those people who was never supposed to pick up a drink. And, you know, I'm glad I caught myself when I was still young. Yeah, right? I never knew that was an, an allergy that, that could cause uh, an addiction either. Yeah, so clinically, uh, alcoholic is someone who has an issue with the dopamine in their brain and their reaction to alcohol. So if they drink, the alcohol replaces dopamine receptors in their brain, which sends a signal that they're having a good time. But when your body goes to use your available dopamine, it's missing because the alcohol kind of replaces the dopamine. It kind of steals it and sits in its place. So what tends to happen is eventually you feel so out of place, you need to drink more because your body is trying to compensate for the missing amounts of dopamine. And that's what the allergy is. That's what the clinical problem is. So the alcohol replaces that actual vital neurotransmitter hormone. And, and it took me a while to understand that. And as soon as I got the science, I said, I'm done. I'm good. I needed to know that. 
so I know I'm not crazy. I just can't drink. And it was very clear and black and white at that point. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Yeah. And uh, how do you sum up the Sober is Dope podcast? Like, because uh, I, I heard, I've heard a couple different ones. I heard, like, some shows you do, like, you just play music. And some some shows you talk about, like, how sex is compared to when you were drinking as compared to now being sober. Like, you, you do a lot of different uh, topics, correct? Right, right. So the Sober is Dope podcast is a podcast that provides tools for recovery. So... Is there is something for everyone. The music is intended to have something that's easy listening. It's a good break. We cover a lot of technical science and stuff. Then we have motivation and addiction science. So it's a place where you could go and kind of get your feel on different ways. You could stimulate your mind. You could have entertainment. You could find motivation. And you could gain a really solid understanding of recovery and how to thrive in recovery. So I like to say we have our Sober is Dope tool belt because we're all like Sober is Dope, like little superheroes, right? We have our tool belt like Batman. And the podcast provides you all your little tools to put into your tool belt. So when you're in trouble, you could go back to it and say, no, I know how to get out of this problem. I learned this. That's and awesome. I learned this. And many people respond really well because they find refuge there and they find a lot of hope because I give them actionable tools and um, things they could use on their journey of recovery. That's amazing. Yeah, like something you could use. And even uh, earlier, like I mentioned, the, the couple different shows I heard, Slim said he heard one where you interviewed somebody. Like, so yeah, you do a lot of different things. And I didn't know that was like the intent of it. And I, I do, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for doing it, dude. Um, can you tell us what you have planned for your next show? Or is that is that on the DL? Yeah. So our next show is cool is with a lady by that goes by the name of Courtney Anderson and she's the founder of National Sober Day. Um, so that's really exciting because they now we National Sober Day is a holiday and we're doing this this Monday, this up and coming Monday, we're having our National Sober Day virtual event. So we have a bunch of speakers that's coming on and I'm one of the speakers. So I'm talking to Courtney Anderson who's the founder of National Sober Day and she's also the host of Sober Vibes um podcast and um so i'm really excited about that and and you know it took a year to get to a point where i was comfortable with interviewing people but to date we interviewed about eight to nine phd um doctors the people with doctorates and then we have a lot of real notable scientific people in the community that's helping us break up a lot of the concepts of mental health and recovery so it's really exciting you know this rapper interviewing all of these doctors and I and I and I stand my ground. We go toe to toe. We really have good conversations. As a rapper, do you get a lot of flack because, like, you're also sober? Like, I don't feel like a lot of rappers are preaching preaching that to you know the masses. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been through it. Like, I'm really the real deal. I, I'm 40, so I'm kind of old. I'm an older rapper. I'm more seasoned, and I'm not like I don't really compete with the young kids i'm more classic boom bap lyrical type rap and i yes. do it for the art and the love but people are really responsive um because i my message is you don't have to be creative to be you don't have to drink or do drugs to find creativity you're creative you don't have to act or get permission from your drug of choice to be creative with a sobriety, you could be creative all the time, and you could be your best self. And that was one of the reasons why I was drinking so much. I felt like I had to put on this facade. I had to be something that I wasn't, and I and it was a form of it, it helped me to be interesting. 
And I felt like if I let that go, I wouldn't be interested. I wouldn't be able to connect. And it was so far from the truth. So I try to promote sobriety in the hopes to help young kids know if you really want to be successful, I'm giving you the memo. You're most likely going to have to be sober because the, the, the guys on top, Eminem, he's sober. Kendrick Lamar, he's sober. J. Cole, he's sober. So there's a clear, a clear line between the proficiency of artists that's sober and artists that's not. And believe it or not, Hollywood and everything likes to make you think the bad boy image is cool, but as soon as you get in trouble, they turn on you. So we know you got to have your stuff together oh, yeah. in this day and time. Look, look at Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, back in the day he was driving around with guns and coke. And yeah, and he couldn't get an acting <laughs> oh job God. for like, what, yeah, 20 years? Through the mill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, know, I love that you brought up... I always tell people the day Robert Downey Jr. found sobriety, he became Iron Man. Right? <laughs> he would have never, cool. never been able to have that life-defining yes. role. They was going to give it to someone else, yeah. but they wound up giving it to him, and he was so perfect for it. So yeah. I tell people, look, he did it, and he became Iron Man. Yeah, he that's awesome. He, he, he redefined that <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah, like now you think about you Iron Man, you yeah. think about Robert Downey. Any totally. depiction you see Iron Man is, it's just Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yes. yes. That's it, that's it. I love that you brought up J. Cole, Pop, because you, as a rapper, you remind me of uh, Jay-Z and J. Cole. I, those two guys come come to mind when, when I hear you music well that's the honor man i grew up loving jay i definitely have a jay-z type voice we definitely yes. have that brooklyn thing and um now nah, definitely uh, thank you that's good company to be in i definitely look up even jay-z he gives off that vibe like he's really sober-minded and he's he always been that way yeah you know you never seen jay-z in public drunk or doing anything and look he's a billionaire he grew up five, two miles away from me and the guy's a billionaire he grew up in the same project that my grandfather had a um, center. My grandfather had a center where he would give like education services and give people government funding, food and stuff like that, and resources. And I remember those projects in Marcy. And Jay Z came from there. Now he's one of the richest um, artists in the world. So see, anything is possible. That's right? what I mean. That speaks volumes. When yeah, somebody rose from that to now where they are. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. How long have you been doing hip hop for? Hip-hop? Oh, oh, man. Like, I saw about 20, to, I would say about 25 to 25 years. Okay. 25 years. And um, believe it or not, I blew, I had a really good shot to really get on, and my addiction got in the way of it. So it's kind of like the same thing that I love. My addiction messed it up. I kept getting in trouble. And, you know, when I was a little bit more younger and really was in line to really do it on a mainstream level, because be honest with you guys, I'm like, at this age, I'm not necessarily trying to be on Hot 97 competing with Little Booby or whoever's out right at the moment. But <laughs> yeah. what I'm, you know, what I'm what I'm doing now is more for the art. I want to put together That's the um, you know conceptual projects and to push the art form forward and to give back in that way. And I'm comfortable with that. You know, it's not a paycheck. It's more of a, a contribution to the art. That's why I still, and and I, I didn't want to give up. And I, and I owe it to myself in my sobriety to still give it a shot and be relevant that way. Dude, there was like a point too where like I've, I've mentioned it before on our show, there was a point where you couldn't get a record deal unless you were a real, a real thug type of guy like back in the day. You know, like early 2000s, I want to say like, yeah, they didn't want anybody if you weren't, if you didn't have a rap sheet. Yeah, it was kind of 
weird in the industry. It's like they rewarded you for different reasons at the different time. I always felt like there was bigger powers behind it um, because to this day, you never really see a cons- uh, what we call a conscious artist get to the place where some of these other artists get to because sometimes people just perceive consciousness and the good guys as being kind of corny. And it's not the case. I always said, though, you have to be more like Jay-Z. Jay-Z put it, he talked about selling drugs and stuff, but he was still conscious, but he did it in a way where um, it worked. And But it's still sad, like artists like Common Sense, that he's really big, he started acting, but he never got to the place of record sales where Jay-Z would get to, but he spits really good music. And that's how it was. You was kind of penalized for being a good person as a rapper and rewarded for putting out a negative, stereotype yeah. and it, it wasn't a real stereotype everyone in our black communities were not gangsters selling drugs and acting a damn fool it was a small subset it was like one percent of the whole population would be selling drugs and everyone else would be going to work and just trying to do the right thing yeah but they rewarded it so it was some special interest there too and but that never changed me i would embellish a lot you know i would talk about like that street life but i never play i you know i couldn't get away with saying i was a killer and uh, the people like we know you you're not you're Good guy. <laughs> you know. We know you, Pop. How did you get yeah, the name? How did you get the name Pop? My mom and dad named me Poppy when I was born because I had a lot of energy. I was always bouncing around. I was oh. one of those babies that wouldn't wouldn't stand stay still. So they named me Poppy as a nickname, and my real name is Joseph with an E, Joseph. But they named me Poppy, and that stuck. So that was a family name. And while I used it on the podcast, because everyone out there is like my family, and I want to share that part of me with you like you get to know poppy opposed to joseph who's very closed off and corporate you know oh, that's so, <laughs> so cool so cool i was gonna ask too pop yeah. would you be able to spit a verse for us freestyle or acapella yeah i wrote a poem but i could always spit a verse which one do you want i wrote a poem uh, do them both. I got... poem I, I was gonna say poem <laughs> slim just said both uh... <laughs> all right yeah yeah i wrote a poem called born again me and i went and this is a metaphor of how i went from my addiction to my recovery you guys are ready yeah i'm gonna mute the mics all right all right you got it all right born again me poppy cannon immature attempts of sobriety inevitable relapse was painful i ignored constructive criticism as an addict always anal a binge of seven and seven Months at a time, I swam. It was hard to listen to family. Before drowning, I just ran. I had to find the will to heal this disorder, both cellular and spiritual, or send my soul to slaughter. Darkness within darkness. Grim have been my dreams of late. I pray my liver is not dead. I pray the Lord my soul to take. I'm in too deep to heal. Let the cup pass me now. If I was born to be a miracle, I guess God couldn't be proud. I can give up and drown forever into void and let the darkness pierce my inner son for death I can't avoid. I failed this life of promise. Alcohol is my demon. I can join my place in hell, committed suicide by demon. But before the lights went out, I cried to God for rescue. I'm powerless over addiction. I need you, God, for rescue. On my deathbed, I seen light. And then I started to breathe. I am no longer sinking. I am rising out the sea. I prayed to God for strength and traveled on dry land 
he held my hand with love, then never again I ran. Many years later, I conquered every sea. The sober king of dry terrain, that sober I shall be. So thankful for the hope, to God the glory be. I almost died drowning. Now I'm born again complete. The born again me, Pop Buchanan. Wow. I was going to say, just hearing you uh, at the beginning, yeah, it must be the hardest thing like to take when you are doing that stuff and family tries to give you give you advice or steer you a certain way. That's got to be hard. Got to be hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. All you can hear at some time is the addiction. But you know what? I tell people, be patient, have compassion, don't give up. Remember, alcohol is a disease and a person is struggling. So, you know, they'll snap out of it. The greatest metaphor, I don't know if you guys remember the Lord of the Rings when King Theoden had, uh, um, he, he was in that spell and Gandalf came and he took the, he took the shroud off and he lit up. And he he said, you'll remember your own strength with your sword. And then when the, he, he started transforming back into a normal, regular king, and he was under this, like, dark spell, and he couldn't see anything. That was the metaphor for the addiction. You just needed a certain amount of light, a certain amount of love, and eventually you'll snap out of it if you're lucky, and you could come back to life, man. So I try to always remember that and give people hope. Don't give up on yourself. Nice, nice. Pop, I'm curious. What I'm... Um... What are some signs that you should look for to know that you might be addicted to something? The number one sign, you needed to go to sleep. You needed to, you needed as soon as you wake up in the morning. If you're waking up in the morning and you need your drug of choice to feel normal, if you have the shakes and you feel like your nervous system is off and you need to drink just to feel normal, just to communicate, just to come out your room and face people, there's a 90% chance you have a problem with your addiction. That's one of the signs. And also being um, recluse, being a recluse, like if you if you are antisocial, if you don't know, you can't connect with people without the drug, if you tend to be by yourself and if you're suffering from some major depression and the only thing that makes you feel better is the drug, then you're most likely addicted. Gotcha, gotcha. What, what, what's one of the best places to reach out to? Oh, guys, you can reach me on Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, at Pop Buchanan. You can reach me at Sober is Dope or at Monk Healing. That's M-O-N-K-H-E-A-L-I-N-G. I'm on Facebook as Joseph Pop Buchanan. Um, you can Google Sober is Dope. It's hard, it's hard not to find me. PopBuchanan.net. Um, you know, once you Google us, I'll come up. So you can find me personally. And look, I reach out to everyone. If you reach out to me, I'm accessible. One of the things that I try to put time aside for people who need, I hate to be one of those inaccessible people that have a platform. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I noticed about you, dude. You had a a big following and I reached out to you and you basically got right back to me. Yeah, it's important to me. It's important to me. So I never ignore, I mean, I would take a day off if I have to just to catch up with people. So it's really important. Cool, cool. Um, uh, 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 What was I going to ask? Oh, um... (laughs) When you were uh, rapping, have you ever taken a break from it? From 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 writing? Yeah, either writing or, or performing. Yeah, I took 
I took a break when I was like drinking, and um, I recently started. So I've been back doing music for about two years. I'm gonna have my first album done this month. It's uh, my birthday month. I turned 41. I have my first real album done. It's um, it's August called Sober is Dope, and the Sober is Dope program, and it's really cool. I tell my story and everything, and um, yeah, I, my sobriety gave me my will to create that, and um, uh, now I'm just like. I'm going full steam ahead. What What about the music you did prior? Do you still have it out there? Like the, the music you did when you were still, uh, you know, drinking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? You can find some stuff. I went under a different name. It was Low Cannon, um, which is Hugh Cannon, but it was Low in the beginning of it because I had a partner named Logan. So I have some stuff on SoundCloud. My music style is really good, man. I mean, I was a good artist. I just. I wasn't I wasn't consistent or you know the addiction took me out of my consistency. Okay. Yeah. But like I like I said I don't know like with that what the stuff I've heard I heard uh uh what's the song you did Can I Live with featuring Ed Ape and uh I love my ancestors and I I love those songs. They were really good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. No that that was a project I did uh with um yeah Ed Ape is one shout out to Ed Ape man he has a major project out I have a small team shout out to Nudgy Nudge and Ed Ape and um we have like a little team and a lot of talent there I went to college with all these guys you know uh, you know I went to college with um uh, Maroon Five we well I shared a dorm with Maroon some of the guys from Maroon Five and I didn't even realize that it was so crazy we didn't realize it till later that we used to all hang out and uh, an <laughs> artist named Sky Zoo. We all went to college together. Guys, who's one of the number one top underground hip hop artists. So it's good to have my crew from college still with me and stuff like that. They inspired me to continue to create after I gave up on myself. You know, these guys came to me and said, we love you and we want you to still work. And we're here. You have your whole team. And would you come back and work with us? And I said, you know, uh, yes, I will. So that's what started you know, got me back. That's awesome. And I want to ask too, real quick, I, we're running out of time, but your beats, your beats, I don't know, they pop, they, they pop to me. Like they're, they're awesome. They're different. They're, they're amazing. Who, who does your uh, production? Yo, Nudgy Nudge is my main producer. He does a lot okay. of my production at Ape. But my, my main, the main production is Nudgy Nudge. Um, I work with a few other kids like Scott Freebase and um, Kendall Kendall Miles and who was the other guy? Um, yeah, Scott Freebase, Kendall Miles, and but mainly Nudgy Nudge. Anything you hear is pretty much from Nudge, and he's one of my best friends from college. So he 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 was very dedicated with me to continue to work on my craft. Dude, those beats are fire they're 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 amazing like it all comes together like the lyrics are great and yeah and then you got that the the beats there and and all that it's really and even the production the quality of the videos is is amazing as well thank you very much shout out to shoddy nyc he also went to college with us um he's a famous video um photographer He, he, he handles he works with Bobby Flay and all these guys, and uh, he he humbled himself to work with us to make sure our visuals was of high quality. So thank you, Shadi, for that. Wow, dude, that is amazing. You you, I, you you sound like you have had a lot of amazing people in your life that you could work with too. That's that's super cool. Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us, Pop. Yo, guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much. You made my day, you know, especially my wife. She's a big fan of y'all's, and she was like, yo, you going to be on Robin Slim? 
she's like, yo. So I'm excited, man. She's excited. And hey, guys, thank you so much for what you do, and I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, just off the top real quick, like uh, I've heard people like, uh, you know, because I drink during the show, and I've heard people say like, even though you, you've been drinking, like, you still uh, produce a, a quality product. Like, yeah, like, if it ever got to the point where, like, I couldn't talk or do an interview, like, I would have definitely taken that into consideration. Like, but, yeah, that's cool, though. Yeah, my, my last thing is we never want to make anyone feel bad for drinking. The thing is, if you could have a drink and um, handle it, more power to you. We have a live and let live approach to recovery, and we never want to alienate anyone or in any way make them feel bad. We, you know, it's unfortunate that I can't drink, but yeah. I just can't. And but like I said, I, who can't, I never tell people, like, to you. you gotta, you, you gotta. Like, yeah, no, like, it, it's to all your own. And I've struggled, like, with, like I mentioned earlier, like, with my own demons in life. So, yeah, definitely. And I, I love what you're doing, Pop. Keep it up, dude. Thank you so much. And God bless you guys. Take care. You too, my friend. Doing, we'll talk soon. All right. Later. Bye. Later, Bye. dude. Peace. Peace. <laughs> so cool. We'll yeah. be back with Kathy Graphics. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We we produce high quality audio. That is exactly right, Dave, because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode. <laughs> and we have an amazing stars and popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value. Listen to Blockbuster Mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms. And connect with us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. So grab some popcorn, grab some snacks, we'll catch you guys at the movies. Kathy. Oh. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm Good. already drawing something about uh, Fred Biden. Uh, Biden, well, in fact, it's the uh, last um, uh, trending on, on Twitter, which is something new, but, uh, vote blue. So maybe I will do something between both of them. It's hard to hear a little, Kathy. You you are, uh, what are you on Twitter at, Kathy Graphics? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, in fact, my, uh, my Twitter is like, um, uh, my account to, uh, uh, how can I explain it? In fact, uh, first I, I was drawn on um, Instagram and some people were asking my, me like, okay, but a part of my family is American and you aren't taking any position about what Trump is doing, so yeah, I was like, okay, maybe I should draw something about it, and yeah, it worked well, so that's what I'm doing now, uh, 20, 24 uh, hours, 7, like, something like that. <laughs> so you've been animating, how yeah. many years have you been animating? Uh, no, I, I've never animated you, you mean myself, like uh, to animate some um, some drawings? Yes. How long have you been drawing for? Uh, I I, I don't get the. I'm sorry, my uh, my English is not always perfect because yeah, 
my first language it's so so uh yeah, can you just repeat the question i'm sorry <laughs> how long have you been drawing for did you start when you were really young oh. or i began uh, when i was a child in fact because i was like really shy when i was a kid and i, I don't know i didn't I, I i was really shy to 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 speak about everything so i was drawing when i was younger and then and i started to um study at university i was just like drawing all the time so uh, yeah after the pandemic i was okay uh, every everyone was in lockdown so i had nothing else to do than drawing so no but kind of my job but I drew when I was like when I was three three years old. I was already drawing. That's cool. (laughs) I see a lot of your stuff is political, and I love it. I love it. You really go after you go after Trump a lot. And uh, I was gonna ask though, um, if he does not win another term, are you are you gonna like go through a dry spell because there is so much content with him. (laughs) Okay, if I, that's the question I was asking myself this morning. I was like, holy shit, if it's, if it's, if I want him to lose, but I was like, I feel, can I have a job if he, if he wants it? But the answer is yes, because I have a lot of orders from people who are like uh, Biden fans, so they're like, okay, can you draw? A picture of me with uh, Joe Biden. So I think I will still have some work after. Well, I hope so. Yes. And if Trump is reelected, I will just try my life for like one week and then I will, I don't know, draw <laughs> <laughs> Trump again. Because uh... you do a lot. I saw your website and you do a lot of different stuff. But I. I know on Twitter, and we first connected off of, you have some amazing, amazing uh, Trump slams. And I want to ask, who is Winifred the Pug? Because I love that little dog you throw in. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is like, do you have a dog? So, okay, Uh, Winifred is like my, um, how can I say that? Um, In French, it's alter ego. I don't know if... Uh, if it says in English, it's like this little dog is just speaking my mind. Like your so inner I voice. Have something to say. Yes. I, I use it to, to to tell it, but my inspiration to this little, little pug is, in fact, my best friend has a little skinny, creepy, bizarre pug, uh, but very lovely, and I just watched him and I, I took care of him. Uh, so I, I just fell in love with this, and I was like, "Okay, I should draw him." And some people, uh, like dog lovers, were like, "Oh, he's so sweet! You have to make a character of this little person." Yeah, because <laughs> he's always he's always the one that like delivers. I feel like he, the or she, Winifred, delivers the 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 <laughs> joke, like the the punchline, perfectly. Oh uh, uh, yeah, he's always. Telling the punchline, and in fact, what's funny because, as you can hear, um, English is my third language. I learned to speak French and uh, Flemish. In fact, before I learned to speak English, so that's why my accent is really bad. But as some people were just 
writing me uh, some orders to, to say like, oh, you should make it wrong with uh, uh, your pet saying this thing or they're just delivering me some punchline and I have to integrate it in my uh, drawing. So that's how it, it works. Cool. Do, do you work for any publications or is all your work freelance, like on your own? Uh, uh, in fact, I'm um, on freelance. I hope to, to work for some editors later, but, you know, I'm still young, so maybe I have to, I don't know, to, to, to improve my art before, to, before I can work for, for a company. But I really like to, to work for myself because, you know, I'm more free to do whatever I want. Yes. But in Canada, where, where I live, Evening, uh, I have some holders uh, of um, Canadian TVs like uh, Radio Canada and um, TV Sport. It's a sport channel. Uh, so yeah, sometimes I have orders to uh, from these people, but uh, not so much. Um, well, I have no, I have no boss. I, I'm working for myself. Okay. And I hope to work for bigger. Uh, Later, if I can. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was going to say, uh, I was going to ask, too, have you ever animated? Uh, no, no I, I've never animated uh, anything. Well, no, my father tried to um, to to help me to animate my, my pug and to um, make him speaking and make some funny videos, but it was a total mess because um, <laughs> I'm really bad at everything like... Um, you, you know, like uh, using my um, my computer. I'm only good to draw something, but to 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 work on different programs, uh, I just can't do it. Um, I, yeah. I forget it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a geek. I'm just a, a crazy little artist. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you draw everything on a computer program, or is it hand drawn and then scanned? Oh, uh, it depends. In fact, I began to, obviously, when I was a kid, I didn't uh, uh, do anything on, um, on on the computer. But like most of my work is actually on um, on uh, my different uh, papers and yeah, in some books because I made some little books for myself, you know, with many uh, many sketches. But let's say the last. Two years were like nineteen percent only on uh, on tablet because it's easier to you know to to color it and uh, it goes faster. But yeah, I also lost some time on papers. Uh, but yeah, on the uh, on on my um, graphic tablet, most of the time uh, the result is better. <laughs> do Do you have professional training drawing? No, not at all. That, that's always funny. Well, I have my training because I I, I learned some uh, on some programs on um, my uh, my tablet. But that's all because yeah, I I, I learned by myself. But my my grandfather was um, uh, uh, an artist also, but he was painting a lot. So he teached me uh, that when I was a kid. But you know, I'm living in Canada. He's still living in Brussels. So uh, he can't teach me 
anything anymore, but no, I studied in something very different. Wow. And I don't know. I, for me, it was only a rec- How can you say that in English? Like um, in my free time, and then when I when I uh, I found out that some people were paying for this, I was like, okay, let's <laughs> just try to do, to do something. But I've no. Uh, uh, I, I, I have no diploma or nothing else, uh, professional training yes. in, in that. Wow, wow. And, um, I learned by... I, I was going to ask too, um, uh, ha- have you uh, been attacked by any, any Trump supporters for your work? Oh, yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot, but for me it's like a kind of... Compl- I, I take it as a compliment, I mean... If my drawings are uh, disturbing them, that's maybe because it touches them. So it's a kind of compliment, even if I think that sometimes they just don't really understand what I'm trying to say. It's okay. Yes. uh, I feel like you're doing something right if if, if that's happening. Like you're doing the right thing if, if they're coming at you. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, and that's funny because I talked with, with an American friend uh, and he told me, you know, you just don't have to, uh, to, to, to answer when they're attacking you. And in fact, that's not what I'm doing. I, uh, most of the time I just don't answer, but sometimes it's just too funny to stop it. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit bitchy too. So it's always funny to do a finger to um, a Magamoron. Uh, yeah. While I'm drawing, I have you yeah. have you of ever course, have you ever lived in in the U.S. or have you only lived abroad? No, no. Uh, in fact, my my uh, mother's family uh, is living there, but uh, I I I was raised in um, Belgium, Belgium, so I, I moved here to uh, to do my uh, studies, but I I've never really lived in uh, America. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know if you ever were over here. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was raised in, uh, in Europe. So um, I, I didn't have the chance or the, 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 the misluck. I don't, I don't know how to say <laughs> to, to, li- <laughs> to really live in America. You didn't I have directly the experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, I because I I didn't know to. I'm sorry. It's like I didn't know to last night when I was doing uh, guest prep when I went to your website like it was all in French and I I I translated it because all your cartoons on Twitter that I saw were in English and all. Yeah, I, I know. In fact. Uh, no, I, I'm trying to uh, translate my uh, my website in English because I had some holders and people who, who were writing me like, okay, but can you do something in English? Because, yeah, on Twitter, everything is, well, not everything, but like 90, um, 95% is in English, so that I didn't know. But, yeah, in fact, most of the time I'm just working in English because my customers are... English people and my political cartoons are about Trump, sometimes about Trudeau, but I love Trudeau. So. I'm just <laughs> impressed that you said English is your third language. Like, that that's amazing. 
<laughs> I don't. You. You're welcome. I don't think I could speak yeah. a second going on to a third. Like you, you're you're amazing. Like that's really really admirable. Oh, you know, it's not. Uh, I have nothing to do about this. That you know, I just had the chance to be raised in different countries so you learn because your your parents are speaking like flemish english or french so you you learn it you, you don't deserve respect about that it's just I, i'm lucky to be raised with parents who are talking different languages just, just what you have to do <laughs> so knowing three different languages um what are your thoughts in are they in three different languages <laughs> or? Right? yeah or your dreams <laughs> right. do you dream in different languages Sorry, sorry. What do you when, when you when, when you think to yourself? Do you think in French or in uh, English? Oh, I'm thinking in uh, in French most of the time, and sometimes in Flemish. But okay, Flemish is a really stupid language, and nobody <laughs> uses it in in the world. There's like three countries in the world. Where, where, where you can speak Flemish. I, I was gonna like, say I'd never heard of it before, and I, I almost feel like I mean, it's it's like corking up, like flap. Uh, you got a lot of flap. Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> like you got a cold. <laughs> oh, Flemish is horrible. Uh, if I should say something in Flemish, it's like oh, it's. Uh, it, uh, uh, Ask me something to say in Flemish, and I will I say don't... you're you're listening to Robin <laughs> Slim in Flemish. In Flemish. Sorry. Say you're listening to the Robin Slim show. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you you send on listening and um, and uh, you hear um. Well, well, what's the name of the um, the show? I will try to uh, translate it. Directly in uh, in Flemish, if I can. Robert and like... Slimothy. Okay, uh, so yeah, luistert naar uh, Robin and <laughs> show. Uh, that is an uh, American uh, uh, radio show, and that is a little. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it, Gabby. <laughs> <So> it's like. <laughs> Oh no, I hate it so much. My Flemish side. It's like, ugh. I can't believe I spoke your Why Flemish. Did you... Oh shit. <laughs> Why did you learn Flemish? Well, she was part Flemish. Oh, part. Oh. oh, but in fact, it's because uh, when I was really, uh, really little child, uh, in a kindergarten, I was in Flemish in a Flemish school, so. Wow. I first learned to speak French, but you don't speak French at school. You can speak French uh, at this Flemish school, so I had to learn it. And uh, a part of my father's family is uh, um, in French, you say, uh, in Flemish, you say, Netherlands Spanish. Yeah, they're, they're speaking Flemish only, so I didn't have the choice to, 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 to learn it. That's really. This language is useless. Really useless. <laughs> so, yeah, I, was gonna, I almost said, like, I, I almost tried to think of something. Well, what countries speak Flemish? What what countries speak that? Oh, so you speak Flemish in Belgium? Uh, in, uh, uh, how do you say that in, uh, in English? Uh, Holland? 
like uh, just the country just um, next to Belgium. And then in um, Africa, there are some parts of countries where they're speaking Afrikaans. So that's a, a kind of... Um, yeah, it's like Flemish with a different accent, wow. and that's because there's some uh, Flemish colonia, you know. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Wow. It was less, uh, it's, so there's not a. Uh, yeah. It's almost like a region, a region. There's not a Belgium language. I always thought just Belgium was like. like, yeah, like I, I never knew. I, I don't know. I, I never knew a Belgium like Belgian. <laughs> Belgian. Belgian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, uh, the, uh, Flemish is a very bad language, but Belgium is a very beautiful country. I can uh, I can tell you that. I'm really proud to be born there. Uh, it's a That's wonderful awesome. little place. You're eating chocolate, you're drinking some beer, and. Uh, yeah, uh, like I know one French word. The only French word I know is mier, mierd. Mierd. Yeah, that, that, I use it a lot when I'm when I'm thinking uh, about Trump. Mierd. It's like uh, mierd. Poop. Yes, poop. Yeah, and, and my last name is French, but I know, all I know is my family was exiled from France, like during the revolution or something. Like my family was kicked out. Like we were that bad. They couldn't even deal with us. They like sent us. They were like, get out of here. Go to the States. That's all I know. Oh, uh, doing the revolution. <laughs> you, 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 you are lucky to do that because we were killed. <laughs> that did the right choice. Uh, yeah, I think it was like the, during the, the religious, I don't know, rebellion or something. I, I don't know. I know. All I know is my family was exiled from France, like back during the American Revolution. So. Okay, but uh, did you did you uh, did you went to 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 France or never? Never, uh, never. I've always wanted to visit other countries, like in, in France and like Italy and all that. But I've never, never uh, gone abroad. Ah, oh, you should. Uh, well, not during this time because it's a pandemic there too. And in yeah. fact, uh, you just can't move anymore in these countries. Yeah. But uh, when the pandemic is over, uh, you should go there. I mean, in Europe, what's really, gla what's really great that that you can just take your car and go to France. Then you go to uh, England with, with the little tunnels. Uh, yeah. Then you can go to Italy. Everything is really close and very different. Uh, between I, the, there is a huge difference between the different countries. Really? Yeah. That, yeah, that's super cool. And yeah, I've always thought of that. Yeah, you just go to you just drive. You're driving like uh, a couple hours, and you're in a different country. Um, I know my last name. There's a town in France. There's uh, Arnaud. Is is a town in in France, and I always I don't know like is that like because I know like um, I have friends that are Puerto Rican, and they say like the town they're from in Puerto Rico, like everyone is family basically. So I don't know like is that town in France like all related to me somehow? I don't know, I don't know, but it, it's cool. It's a concept. But yeah, France France is a really good country. I don't know if you know it, but. Uh, the president of uh, of France, Emmanuel Macron, is a, a huge opponent to Donald Trump. Uh, he was uh, he was his friend first, but uh, now they are clashing most of the time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, 
No, really, that's always funny when you, you, you look at Trump going in Europe. You see, every European great leader, and then you have Trump who is going to, oh shit, no friends here. Ah, let's go, let's talk here, and uh, let's, uh, let's call Putin. <laughs> like crazy. Kathy, Kathy, we, we have to we have to wrap this up, Kathy. But it's been a blast talking to you. Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it, and sorry for my accent. You know, my English isn't perfect. But you have nothing to apologize I really enjoyed. for. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it too, and we yeah, even with even with that, we still had a great conversation and a great time. And everybody can find you. It's on Twitter at KathyGraphics1, and it's Kathy with a C, correct? Yeah, exactly. So for the, the drawings and the... Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for this opportunity, and uh, hope to talk to you again. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Take care. We will We will definitely, when this show goes up, I'll send you the link to, to the web, to, to the show and the interview when it goes up. Okay, thank you so much. Bye. Have a Have great a night. One. So cool. We will be back with Carly and Jackie from the Sisters from Different Misters podcast. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions and just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Welcome back. back. Where is the sisters? The sisters. We need the sisters. Sisters, what's happening? Are they supposed to be calling us? Yeah, I just, like, I, I've been hearing that, like, off and on. It's, it's, it's you. It's not me. No, oh, no, no, it oh, yeah, it was my buyer. 
Oh no, it wasn't. No. It's your wire. Probably. Why are you? It sounds it's like a cat snoring. It's not that wire. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird I'll have to look into it. Schwo, dude. Schwo. New, new, maybe that's the uh the board dying finally. That's what Williams words. He's my son Swo William, he just goes oh. Schwo, dude. Rob and Slim Show. Hello. Jackie. Hello. What's up? Oh my gosh, I guess the sky. <laughs> Good answer. Where's Carly? Where's Carly? That that's me. Oh Carly, uh, Carly, you were the sassy little She's one. sassy, yeah. I'm a sassy gal, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know you were both here. Yeah. We are. Wow. Car Car pairs, like all the time. So. <laughs> Carly and Jackie from S the Sisters from Different Misters podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing just lovely. How are you, Jackie? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> Where are you guys from and how did you guys meet? Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm from Boston. Well, I'm um, also from Boston. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And, um, yeah, so we met um, in, like, gosh, like, second grade. And um, we've been friends ever since. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what, like, I thought one of you guys was, like, in Cali, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm originally from Boston, but I moved to California in 2010. So I've, I've lived both. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. What's your uh, favorite coast? Um... Honestly, East Coast because I hate the weather here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not a sun person. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't I don't like the sun. I like to nah, be in, in my the friend. dark. I like to be in the corner of a room in the shadow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the best spot. <laughs> so why are you still there? Why why not come back? Um, mainly for school. My industry is here. I want to oh. go into animation yes i was gonna say i was gonna say i know you yeah so you know like nickelodeon and cartoon network they're all here in la so i'm here uh, too <laughs> ah. with with sunblock i hope um that's if i go outside <laughs> oh no <laughs> i was gonna say though uh that jacqueline you, your work is great it reminds me of uh i'd like i'm watching an anime or something like you do amazing I'm glad. amazing work Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> Very talented gal. How long have Thank you been doing that for? Um, I've, well, you know, as most artists would say, I've been doodling since I got elementary school. But yeah. I didn't seriously get into it until, like, late high school. So, yeah. So it's been fun ever See, since I started like, getting serious with it. I always wanted to be an artist as a kid. And then I, I grew up a little and I realized I sucked. So. Yeah. <laughs> We were actually in art class together when we were young. Before yeah. It was amazing, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys eat, like, the, the glue sticks together? Yeah, we ate oh, glue no. sticks together. That, yeah, that was Don't like, lie. uh... Don't lie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you caught us. <laughs> you were those girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually jumped out a window at school today. So. 
We're still those gals. Like a first floor window. Like, that's what I did when I was a senior in high school. Like, I jumped out the window, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I, like, did yeah. a lap. I did a lap around the courtyard. Oh, a victory lap. Yeah. <laughs> now we're bringing it to senior year of college, jumping out of windows. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was dared to. You know, I... I just, I, I had to. <laughs> yes, you did. You did. I only yeah. did it when uh, we had a substitute teacher. And the substitute, I'm like, I got to do something cool for this sub. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. I just oh, opened the, the window in class and I just ran. I jumped at it and I just ran a couple laps around the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right there. Yeah, my teacher was gone to the bathroom, so he didn't notice. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how long have you guys been doing your show for? Because you guys, uh, d- uh, just by listening, like you guys have a great sound quality, and it feels like you guys are, are in the room together. So we have we started it in like July. We started it because you know quarantine, something to do. Um, but yeah, no, we 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 record. We are talking to each other over Discord, which is another like it's kind of like Skype, and we just video chat, and so we just. And then we record our audio separately. It's like Skype, but for gamers. <laughs> what do you guys game on? What are, you, what are you getting your game on? Well, we play uh, a lot of Valorant, actually. Yeah. New FPS game. Um, and we play World of Warcraft. And we play, like, literally everything ever. I forced Jackie into playing... She forces Everybody. me to play a lot of games. Do you, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you do the Fortnite like my sons? And am I, I no. mean, you want the V Bucks? Because I, <laughs> I, I hate I the V Bucks. <laughs> I've played Fortnite a couple times, but mostly because um, my other friend's girlfriend really likes playing, and it's just a fun thing for us all to do. That's, but I, yeah, I'm gonna like my kids every week. Like, can I get the skin? And I'm like, you're gonna oh, want no. another skin next week. And they're like, no, daddy. This is the, the best skin. And like a week later, it's like, can I get fifty bucks to get this new skin? Jeez, like, are they super expensive? Well, yes. like, yeah, it's like twenty twenty five bucks a skin pack. You see, for for an in game thing like that, I don't think, like I just, you know, it's it's not it's not. Uh, I don't know how to explain this, but I don't think people should buy a lot of in game stuff. Well, I was always like, what's wrong with my kids? Like, I never needed skins as a kid. And my friend Michael at work was like, he's like, dude, they're the first generation that has this. And I'm like, okay, that does. That makes so much sense. Like, yeah, they're the first generation that, like, it makes them feel like they need to buy this piece of garbage every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that they feel cooler while they're playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I can relate. I've spent way too much money on Valorant. This is true. I can vouch for this. (laughs) (laughs) No more V Bucks, girls. Cut me off. Cut me off. Oh no. (laughs) So sad. But it's it's even worse because it's our own money. You know, (laughs) we're just like recklessly. But it's fine if you 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 know it's your own and is it? it? Yeah. Yeah, is that's it really? Fine. I don't fine. know about that. It's it's disposable. <laughs> you got other things to pay for? Yeah. True. <laughs> oh, which which one of you guys almost got evicted? I gotta know. That was Carly. That was Carly. <laughs> yeah. What? What did you do? <laughs> what did you I do? Did. Are you that problem? <laughs> fun experience we were supposed to have like a really fun day that day and then it just totally got crushed oh yeah 
Yeah. It wasn't my fault, though, so it's fine. <laughs> that That's is. true. That's true. Yeah. You, you did your responsible thing. Your roommate was just the one that just was like, I'm just not going to pay. Ah. Well, he gave the money to his mom. So. Well, that's not the landlord. Was the mom a, uh, a drug addict? Like, what did the mom do? The mom was like, I'm going to get I don't know. Get. That's she, what I was thinking. I'm like, what does his mom need his money for? And just that know. he's like, I, I can't. I'm not responsible enough. I'm giving it to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I, it was fine. He paid me back. So it was like, it was fine. Okay. You know? Yeah. But you don't have an apartment anymore, though. Right? Like, <laughs> not that apartment. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> We worked it out. So I was like, Jackie will tell you, I like did like a whole speech to the lady at the apartment complex. I was like, okay, I'm a good person. You can trust me. Like I, I can handle this. This is like my like beautiful things that I have and I ha can pay you all this money now and I love you and just love me it back. Was, it was so funny <laughs> listening to her try to like wiggle her way out of like a problem that wasn't really even there so she was just like blabbing and going off to this woman oh. sitting at her desk and she was just waiting for carly to shut up and just say that it was fine but carly just kept going and when you think that she was gonna stop she would just continue going and it was just so funny oh no you're digging yourself deeper carly. she did she really did <laughs> i didn't know what to do you gotta have a poker face you gotta be like yeah what are you, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do we had we had to wait for the for Monday because we found out like we found the note on a weekend and the office wasn't open over the weekend. So for <sighs> days she was just panicking and Planning. every single person that she interacted with was like, Carly, it's gonna be fine. Like your your stuff's not gonna get taken out of your apartment. You're not gonna get evicted. And she's like, No, I am. I'm gonna get evicted. You guys shut up. Nothing makes sense right now. <laughs> Oh. I'm not very good under pressure, okay? <laughs> oh, and no one can no one can convince her that like things will be okay if she believes that it's not going to be. Oh. Yeah. You... <laughs> I think I listened to I, well I listened to two of your episodes last night, your most uh, latest one and then your first one. And in your first episode, Carly was telling a story about how uh, a cop showed up at her apartment cuz her mom called the cops and Carly thought it was like because of her inspection sticker was like a month. <laughs> that explains Carly's personality. You so just much. gave yourself up. You're like, yeah, I just murdered that guy. He's in the backyard. Like, no. I honestly was so worried because I was like, oh my god, they must have followed me. My my sticker's been expired for like two months, and I just like I haven't done it. And I was like so worried. <laughs> oh, oh, Carly. <laughs> you need to toughen up a little bit. <laughs> I, you know what? Oh, no. I, I have my, my thunder and my lightning, you know, my arm muscles right here, and, and that's, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> All I know is when Slim, like, Slim picks me up for the show, and he picks me up today, and he's like, they're adorable. And I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I also want to know. Uh, I was I was definitely like out loud disagreeing with whoever did the Twitter poll about showering in the morning or afternoon. You got to shower in the morning. You got to be fresh when you go out. That's all. No, I totally agree with that. Everyone showers at night for some reason, but I like it, even after like doing polls and stuff. Like people are just like, I shower at night because then I'm I'm dirty going to bed, so I don't want to be. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You get a shower in the morning. So yes. You're fresh so for the day. And if anything, shower twice. Shower before and after. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. You don't yeah. go to bed. Like, you don't go to bed dirty, but you don't go out in the world dirty. 
Yeah, like that's that's my mentality. I was like, I don't want to leave the house if I like smell like shit. So I like who like why shower at night? Like who's gonna yeah. who's gonna smell you? Yeah, no. Jackie, I don't think you ever smell like shit. That's true, actually. <laughs> Maybe if I fall in shit, then I'd probably smell like shit. Well, you know, I think that. you're I think you're right. That sounds like yeah. a lot of sniffing's been going on. Yeah. Oh. Probably goes to school in public, like in person. Oh, yeah, what's going on? You, are you both you guys, like, going to school or, or just one? Now, California is very, very much locked down. <laughs> yeah, so she's online, but I'm I'm fully on campus right now, which kind of oh. sucks. So you like, don't even you don't even have the option? No. That's why I jumped out the window, you know? <laughs> did somebody did somebody pull their mask down and you're like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> well, it was specifically because they like make you exit a certain way that was like completely out of my way um, because like you have to enter a different way and then exit a different way and people were complaining and I was like, well, you know, gosh dang, I I just I I don't know what to do about that. And they were like, well, there is an open window. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I was like, should I, yep. should I just do that? And That's... Like, yeah, bet. And I was like, all right. So I left. Yes, bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never thought of that. And yeah, no, uh, my my ex-wife messaged me earlier, like during the beginning of the show, and she had me cracking up because I guess my youngest son, he's just, he can't sit still. He can't sit still for virtual. Mm-hmm. So they're, they are, they're sending him back physically. But my older sons are fine with it because there's only like four classes a day, so they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we're doing great with this." Yeah, yeah. I remember like seeing jokes because there's there's a lot of uh, like elementary schools that are in person right now across the country, and I remember seeing jokes about you know kids trading their masks like yeah. oh for the SpongeBob mask for like the Spider-Man mask because they yeah. thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, this is totally gonna happen. It's definitely <laughs> gonna happen, and yeah, like us, like I, I, I messaged my ex-wife earlier. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could sit still. I don't think I no. could sit still for like virtual shit. Like I'd be like leaving the room every two seconds. Yeah, I don't know how kids or how parents are dealing with like their elementary schoolers doing online classes. Like I kids can barely watch TV for 5 minutes. Yeah. I know, right? That's what confuses me about like kids playing video games cuz I'm like, wait, if I was a kid, I would not be able to like sit on my computer for that long. Like I would have to like go sprint some laps before I did that. But like they're always on. I think my mom tried to wake me up one morning and I just bit her in the nose. Like it was like <laughs> kindergarten. I just I just sat up in bed and just bit her nose and I was like that's what that's what you're dealing with. That's what you're dealing with as, as an elementary school kid. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Some- there's some wild kids in elementary school. Oh, yeah. It's not a not a good time. No. <laughs> I also I know imagine. also one of my one of my older sons, I remember his kindergarten teacher or first grade teacher, one of them was like, I'm quitting. I've never seen a worse class in twenty years. <laughs> like, why well, yeah, that, that, that's a rough class. <laughs> I've definitely noticed a lot of teachers like that that deal with like not only elementary schoolers but like middle schoolers and high schoolers that like they get so much shit from like the kids or like the kids are just so disobedient that they're just like why am I doing this? Yes. Like, why am yeah. I teaching? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. So I don't sad. Know. I feel bad for them. <laughs> it's not yeah. the it's not the field to go in. It's not the field to go. No, in. you have to really be passionate about it to really <laughs> if you like if you want to teach you have to really really want to teach. Yeah, well, who does yeah. that? How do you guys do live at all? Do you guys do live streaming? We. Um, Yes. Go ahead, Carly. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, here I go. Okay, so we do 
sometimes um, go on Twitch and we stream. Um, I think we're SFDM underscore live. Yeah. Um, we, we, we haven't done it recently because we were just moving and like last week was my first week of school, but we're starting up again probably this week and, and um, you know, we do it quite a lot. We're going to play some freaking games, some like Valorant, some, you know, whatever that game is. Uh-huh. Fall Guys. Fall, fall guys. guys, yeah, yeah, that Fall Guys thing. You know, we play Uno sometimes. Valorant, <laughs> 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 Fall Guys, and Uno. And Uno. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, Uno's the number one. Yahtzee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, if they have an online version of that, definitely. Honestly. Well, we have, um, what's it called? Tabletop? The, yeah. <laughs> Tabletop Simulator is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have Double that. Much? Do you guys play any games? Uh, yeah, we're both. Famous. I just finished Nino Kuni too. If you know what that is, I have no idea what that is. We play it's a game, probably. It's, it's, a, game. it's a game, probably. <laughs> and it's like the guy who did some anime, like on Ghibli Studio Ghibli. I love, I love that studio. Yes, yes, and he did a video game years ago called Nino Kuni, and he just did a sequel on. PS4 and it's it's good it's good. Oh, that's nice. It's, Ooh. it's probably a really like visually stunning game too. If he made it, <laughs> it is and it isn't. It's like real childish, and then all of a sudden you got this like fucking amazing dragon on fire in your face, and it's it's oh yeah. hell yeah yeah <laughs> that's exactly what I would expect from it. And you're crying because the the old guy from the future had to go back. Yeah. It's, oh, is it emotional? Yes, it's it's, oh. it's an emo dumpster oh. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Rob, and I both do like single player like RPGs or like campaign games. We never got into like the multiplayer thing. Yeah, I never, never, yeah, never do that. that makes sense. I, I Those can't are kind do. of like mentally exhausting, especially if you play with people that like get really angry. I, yeah. Then yeah. you have to deal with people being like, "Oh, you're such a piece of shit!" Like, stop playing this game. I'm like, I just want to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle yeah. all the racial slurs on the Xbox. <laughs> Three sixty. Man, it's so bad. It's so bad. Especially when like BLM started like coming up again. Like, so many people were being so racist, and yeah. it was just, it was so bad. Why? Why? Sad. I don't know. I don't know why they feel the need to. <laughs> no, it's it's like that's the only way I can get over you in a game. Like, no, you there's there's just get better at the game. Yeah, or just stop being a piss baby. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been playing a lot of American Truck Simulator. What? Lately. Oh yeah. my god, oh, Truck Simulator. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was thinking like Farm Simulator. <laughs> no, American Truck Simulator. It's actually like you just drive a truck and you bring a trailer to like a place and you, they unload yeah. it. <laughs> are you yeah, truck yeah, as prime? Like those games and they're fun. Oh, they're actually like, kind of relaxing to watch. They are. Yeah. I actually yeah. bought a, like a, a racing wheel with pedals for it. Yeah, our friend oh, is yeah, the same yeah. thing. <laughs> and, and that's how I listened to two episodes of your show last night. I, I drove a truck and listened to wow. two of your shows. <laughs> You you simulate a road a road trip. Yes. How do I get on your guys' show? Because you guys don't do that, do you? <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do truck. <laughs> truck Honestly, I was thinking about getting it just because like it looks so relaxing, and I just I don't know. I love all video games. Like I just want to like experience every single video game for the animation, for the just like learning the background to it. I love like. 
watching cinematics. I just love cut everything scenes. about video games. For, for so I'm like, it's really yeah. hard to keep up with her because she wants me to play all these games too. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys play the new Avengers game? No, I don't think no. I've heard of it. It just came out. I like it. It got a lot Is of it hate because it's. Yeah, it's um multi-platform. It's like PC, Xbox, PlayStation. It's oh. Marvel's Avengers, oh, cool. and you play as the Avengers. But it has like a really good single-player campaign. The campaign is amazing. Great story, oh. well acted. Like definitely worth looking into. It got a lot of nice. hate. It got a lot of hate because it's like a game for a service. I guess after you beat it, there's you know skins you can buy and shit like that. Oh, so you're like V bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so but. It's like, you have to like pay to get shit. Right, yeah. but they yeah. did they do have a very good single player campaign in there where you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Oh. The campaign's great. Yeah. yeah. I usually don't play games that um are like based off of movies or TV shows cuz I I just have had bad experiences with them. But like if it's good, it's good. Yeah. yeah. My boyfriend's been playing the Spider-Man game for the PS4 like for the past two days, and it's really cool. I don't it's know if you guys have heard of it. So cool. Yeah. Well, what's that one? Uh, uh, I don't even know. I I played it. I got it with my console because I just got the yeah. the PS4 like last last spring. I want to say, and yeah, it's Spider. It's, yeah. It's so good. So good. It's and, insane. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. There's, it even goes into like the Miles Morales. It's really yeah, good. really yeah. Good. It's, it's kind of cool how they just kind of like incorporate like every because there's so many Spider Mans. Like, yes, there's just so many, and they, they just they incorporate all of them into the game. It's all the and the Spider-Man. map of New York is insane. Yes, yeah, it's so dead on, so dead on. Yeah, he he that. like goes to like different locations. He finds the places like on maps. He's like, look what I found today. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I used to do that on Fallout. Yeah, I, I like c- doing that on um. GTA 5 because it's based in LA, so they have uh, oh. places. Oh, is it like I mean, the map's not co- like totally accurate because LA is huge, but they have cool. like you know the Santa Monica Pier and the yeah. Griffith Observatory, and it was like this is this is really cool. I love GTA yeah. 5. I couldn't do the Fallout because I had to conserve ammo, and I'm not good. At that. <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> you at gotta that. do TGM slash TGM, and you're in God mode, and you don't need to worry about ammo. I didn't know. I didn't know. I gotta go back. I gotta go back and revisit. Yeah, you you play the whole game on God mode. Just do it. Yeah, and it's so fun because it's based in Boston, and and like I just experienced everything. I walked the Freedom Trail, you know. It's just so fun. <laughs> we get back to fifth grade. Well, so is yeah. uh, is Assassin's Creed three. I never played Assassin's Creed, but my brothers always did. Oh, check I played it. some of them. Um, they're they're the like quests were very very far apart, and I didn't like having to like walk so long. Yeah. Do stuff. You gotta gallop a lot. You gotta gallop. Yeah. It's all in now. Yeah. That's like a consistent thing when it comes to gaming with Carly. She hates like distance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she hates distance. Whatever that can mean that she doesn't like it. I like she to did. get shit done, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and not get evicted. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh. You guys are great. Thank you so much for talking to us. Where can everybody find you? Um, well, we're on we're on Twitter and um, Instagram. If you want to look at our socials, we're just SFDM Podcasts. And Carly added us to a bunch of like uh, listening platforms for the podcast. If you want to list them, yeah. So well, RSS obviously, um, oh. and then we post on YouTube. We post on Podchaser. We post on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, the one that starts with an F. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Spotify. From. Did you say Spotify? Spotify. No, I didn't say Spotify. Get that Spotify. You should get yourselves Spotify. on uh, 
Get on Podbeam. Podbeam is Podbeam? really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I highly right. recommend I'll that. I'll look into that. Do yeah, Carly's the, the one who does all the technical stuff, and I just do all the social stuff because I'm not good at technical. That's, <laughs> that's cool. It's kind yeah. of the same dynamic Rob and I have. Rob does all the, yeah. uh, the, the, the social stuff, and I just do the technical stuff. Yeah. I do the editing yeah. and all that. I think every dynamic has to be that way. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just works yeah. best. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank I'm, you, I'm going to smash my board into yeah. the ground after this show, though, because it's making a <laughs> buzzing noise, and it's bugging the fuck out of me. Oh, I God. Don't, I Do don't it. like... Yeah. Do it. Yeah, smash it. Smash <laughs> it. Smash. <laughs> well, it was good talking to you guys. We're going to let you go. All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, no problem. See ya. Bye. Later. It's still going. It's it is. Board. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there I need a go. new board or that. I gotta pee. <laughs> All right. Gotta fix that. Next All week. right. We'll see you guys next week. Stay tuned for this. I love this action figure. Yeah. Wait. Are you being racist? What? No. I'm being prepared. You said action what? Action. Maybe we. Uh, maybe we don't tell people about this one. Did we at least learn something? That we suck and everyone sucks. I guess that counts. Later, chodes. Hit me on the next one. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face. www. Hush your face.com.